When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When Adam Cole dies for our sins, that's a monster pop. Hey everyone, I'm Reclaim Joey, former professional wrestler and Twitch streamer, and we are Monster Pop. I'm flanked by our co-host, Mr. D Straight. How you doing, man? What's up, dude? Uh, if you got $41, you can get booked as Super Dragon. By your very own Lucha Mask. Uh, also flanked by our co-host, actual doctor, Emperor of Destruction, Dr. Destruction PhD. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good, but it's, you know, that time of the semester where I feel like I'm going to look like uh, Davey by the end of it, so. <laughs> you got some, uh, you got some real, real uh, jabronis as your students? They're, uh, they're very high, they're a high maintenance lot, you know, there's only I so see. much you can do. <laughs> How is this couple of J Browns? How is a stressful time gonna turn you into a really handsome ladies' man? I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> Yo, uh, for real though, the super dragon thing, the so Biff Busick apparently <laughs> spent forty one dollars for a super dragon <laughs> mask on yeah, eBay. I saw that. That's funny. He's changed his name to Biff Busick slash Super Dragon. It's gotta be a bit. I completely It is a bit. Yeah, I completely fucking forgot about Super Dragon completely forgot about that guy but he was kind of an indie sensation what like 15 20 years ago well he came back recently at like uh, one of those um i think it was battle of los angeles maybe no shit oh my god yeah i think he did yeah no joke somebody somebody tweeted underneath it when you put on the mask did you immediately start throwing chairs and blaming your mistake your own mistakes on other people oh my god (laughs) that guy was something else man yeah he did some insane shit and he was kind of a bigger guy. Whenever you saw him go into some like insane aerial maneuver, you're just like, should you be doing this, bro? But yeah, blast from the past there, man. So it is a bit like uh, uh, Biff and him. I don't know if they had like, they didn't have beef, but like I guess they're friends from a long time ago or something like that. And I remember back when he was even still in uh, WWE, he was like tweeting about Super Dragon and it just became like a fucking meme. So... I guess that's why he's like just. It's just the latest part of him uh, goofing on Super Dragon and ordering a Super Dragon mask. Shit, so funny. Yeah, we got a lot of crazy stuff to talk about this week. We watched a lot of wrestling. Um, uh, there were some special shows, and we had a New Japan pay per view, and it's going to be a pretty exciting show today. Uh, if you haven't checked it out already, last week we did an uh, episode where we interviewed Ruthless Lala. It's our very first interview. Um, and it's up now. You can listen to it right now uh, on Spotify or Apple Music, anywhere you listen to podcasts. It's very good. We got to talk to Lala, and she's really awesome. Uh, I think that the interview came out very well, and it's a really good listen. So if you haven't checked it out, go check it out. If you have checked it out, share it with somebody that loves wrestling. Show them what we're all about. We are students of the game, and we cut, conduct these cool interviews and have really badass guests like Ruthless Lala. My favorite part of the interview is when she tells the story about working in that feud she had with Hugh Rogue. Like that was, that is very time and place in Indy, Texas, but also Mm -hmm. a pretty fucking insane story. Oh yeah, it's pretty wild. I liked hearing how she, you know, just tanked those chair shots that apparently have racked Joey's mind to this very day. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I, I I know that he probably hit Lala pretty hard, and he probably said that he was like not gonna like he was gonna go all out like no matter what. But I have no doubt in my mind that he rogue has a soft spot in his heart somewhere, 
and he didn't try to kill Lala. <laughs> I got one question. I have one question that stems from all that, if you heard the interview. What is the turtle technique or the turtle effect, as she called it? It's got to be like like retreating your like neck in or something. Yeah, I but think I she means like... really help. I don't either. Like I think she was talking about like tucking in her neck or something like that. Like uh, maybe it makes your neck thicker or something to take more of a hit. And I don't know. I, I never heard that before. I think I, it, like if I had to do it again... Um, and take a hero <laughs> chair shot. I'd probably put my hands up, even though he told me not to. And if he called me a pussy, I'd be like, "Well, I guess I'm a pussy." <laughs> I I say for our, our YouTube channel, we need to make a video where yeah, you know, maybe we can't get hero for it, but we can get someone else. We probably or we just is, get we probably could right, get hero. <laughs> so we, we will just have him hit you with chair shots until you figure out the technique. <laughs> oh my god, Jesus! <laughs> On how to you know tank it. <laughs> You yeah, know, as long as long as I get my instinct. receipts, as long as I get my receipts this time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah, like I said, go check out that episode. It's awesome. People are really digging it. And so you'll dig it, too, if you haven't heard it yet. Share it with somebody. Get the word out there about Monster Pop. Follow us on social media. Retweet our stuff. Check. Uh, get people to check us out. I think we got something really fucking good going here. And uh, we need to get out there and reach some more wrestling fans. I think people will really dig it. So we are calling on you, the listeners of Monster Pop. Share it. Show it to people that like wrestling and uh, get us out there. And share your videos of you trying the turtle effect at home. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't try that at home. Uh, We have some really cool stuff coming up to you in the pipeline. Uh, Keep your eye out. Uh, We've been very busy um, since the departure of uh, Mr. Brose, our good friend and uh but we still have some stuff planned we still have big stuff planned we're on the or on the uh, other side of wrestlemania weekend so now we're going to roll up our sleeves and get back to work with some of the other things that we wanted to do for this this uh this podcast including our twitch channel and our youtube channel as well so please keep an eye on that uh because that stuff is coming it's still coming we haven't we haven't forgotten and we haven't stopped so keep an eye on that stuff let's talk about some news yeah, so, uh, yeah, go ahead, EOD, I'll, I'll refer to you. Yeah, um, I guess we'll start out with this news that, according to Brett Waterdale, WWE is interested in buying the Bloodsport brand mm. from so, GCW. That's interesting. So, uh, so that picture that was going around of Brett Waterdale posing with Stephanie McMahon, that was completely legit. Apparently... Uh, Stephanie McMahon invited him to WrestleMania, gave him a suite and everything, uh, and they had discussions to purchase the Bloodsport brand. Um, this seems like this seems crazy. She said that he had she had a lot of really great things to say about GCW and everything. So it looks like they want to either buy them or, or buy or buy their branding, or they want to like support them in some way. Maybe like they did ECW, or maybe they're looking for a partnership, kind of like they had with Evolve or. Uh, progress wrestling do you guys have any idea why uh wwe might be interested in the Bloodsport brand you take this one doc i i really don't know it to me it's really strange i've seen a lot of people speculating that it's in order to entice mox to come back to wwe uh, resume the role of dean ambrose i've been seeing this all over twitter for weeks that's so uh, almost, stupid. It's it's mindless. I mean, it's like they think that, yeah, like, you know, John Moxley was on Bloodsport, the, the show that you guys went to. And it's like, yeah, he clearly likes doing that stuff. But 
I don't think it was so much a style difference that his primary issue with WWE was. It was the entire process. It was the level of control that they had over him. And maybe if he gets like a Cody deal, I think he just has like really bitter memories of that place of being made to look like an idiot consistently. Yeah. Cody, Cody never had those negative feelings leaving uh, WWE. So yeah, exactly. Like even like Stardust, he was like, you know, kind of done with it, but he never really had like this, at least he's never expressed any like deep seated resentment for it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, people that think that this is a, a, a ruse to draw mocks back is that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, that up. makes zero fucking that yeah. makes zero sense. I don't know what blood sport the brand could possibly how much that could possibly be worth to them. An event that's run eight times. I just I, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around it because, like I said, I don't know. Yeah, in our niche, we know what blood sport is and we love blood sport, and it's the event. I most wanted to attend and finally got to do it this year and it was great. And the atmosphere in there was great. And if somebody from WWE was there, I could easily see them giving a good report on, you know, the, just the overall status of that brand or whatever, but it's an annual event. And Joey, I know you've said that you would, you would love to see it turn into a full-time promotion or sub promotion or something. And I agree. I think that would be cool to, you know, at least as an experiment, but, but I just mm, I don't know what what an event that could that's only run eight times and is not really proven tell to you. be worth. And furthermore, I'll, they've got people they're employed that could come up with you know something of their own if they wanted to do this style. They did. They tried. They tried that. Here's the thing. Let me let me give my take on it because um, I think that a lot. Of, I think what we're talking about and a lot of people are just straight up just missing the big picture. And when you have something that has branding as strong as Bloodsport, like you said, it's only run eight times and it's become one of our favorite things to watch on the indies. It has buzz. It has an intrigue. It's uh, it's different. It, it's, it's presented different. It has a different wrestling style. There's no ropes. It's very different. WWE's tried this before. They did Raw Underground. Remember? It was literally supposed to be a ripoff of Bloodsport. What, when was it, this, people, by the way? I, I'm trying to remember when this uh, was. God, it was a... Uh... 2018 or 19 yeah. i think right yeah exactly yes. so so they've well raw so they, underground was literally a segment it, it was on, on raw. raw and it didn't work because they literally shoehorned it in raw but they had the real wrestlers like go and they did it go and like work on it like and they would go underground and it looked like a overproduced version of blood Sport. well the real reason it didn't work was they were using it as like a vehicle for people like braun Strowman and like yeah uh, this, like, well that's not the real reason it didn't Dabakato work that's, that's, and shane mcmahon that that was a big part of why that was work. one like, reason why it didn't work it was overproduced they had like chicks dancing in cages but they did the same thing they had like the they had the like the more shoot t- style wrestlers like like Strowman working there, yeah, and then they and then then you would go right back, yeah. Well, no, no, no. Like like they had like Shayna Baszler on there and like others like that were like more shoot style that were thriving on this little segment, but then fucking jobbing out and just normal Raw. So what they were saying is like these are the real wrestlers, and then when then then they go back to Raw and they have the people who aren't the real wrestlers. So it never really made sense on the show. There was a million problems with this with with the way they did well, this. Well, can I if so, I can interject? It seems first and foremost is that they did move it and maybe make it its own thing out you know, they separate didn't. from Raw and put it on maybe just put it on the fucking network as a network exclusive then they didn't try that so 
I mean, if they buy Bloodsport, they're not going to stick in the middle of, of Raw. They would, you know. Exactly. That's what I'm trying to say. I think a lot of people are missing the big picture. So, yes, it's branding. Yes, it's only had eight shows, but it's got those buzz off of those eight shows. They see the big picture of what it can be. And that's kind of what you do when you buy branding when it's not as popular. That's what you, that's what you see it all the time. Companies buy like apps just so they can like promote it and they can like um make it make it see its like true fucking form like it's full fucking fledged like reality yeah. right I, and that's what they see and that's what they see in bloodsport like you're like oh my god what are they going to do with it it's nothing right now well no shit but once WWE gets behind it maybe they think i'm not saying that they will but maybe they think that they can take it and mold it into something like big and they can make money off of it that's what the branding is for that's why that branding is so fucking valuable and i was saying like it's what we were talking about it'd be great to see a show that was just like this with good booking and it was like a sub you know sub promotion or whatever like it would be great and i think that's goes to say like wwe probably thinks the exact same thing there's people there's wrestling people there that understand that too and that's probably a hundred percent what it is people see the potential in what Bloodsport has and then they can, instead of looking like a ripoff, they can legit just buy the fucking branding. Okay, and my problem with that is, number one, they they never tried whatever Raw Underground or whatever they could redub it at. And like I like I said, mm-hmm. call it Blood Fight, pay me a million dollars. They never, sure, they but never it, would, it would sound like a ripoff. True, it would sound yeah, like a rip-off. and that is ripoff sounding, but they're not above that. They never tried it by itself I, on mm-hmm. the network, or I, I guess now it would be on the, their Peacock channel or whatever. The GCW fans... Even the Bloodsport fans that are that are not GCW fans, they are typically dubious of the WWE. We we saw what happened with their relaunched ECW. What a fucking right. nightmare! They got yeah. they got evolve and what they do a couple of events and then no, just yeah, shit can network specials. Nobody nobody is saying that they're not going to do a shitty job. Like nobody's saying that. Yeah, so I don't know who it would be for. For in their mind, they're grabbing a brand that they might be able to do something with. If they don't, here's the thing: they're not, they're not. There's no way they're investing that much in this. They they would buy this brand for pennies and hope that Brett Lauderdale is not dumb enough to realize that he has something really cool here that he could actually put together and make something big out of it. And me, I hope he fucking realizes it and is like, fuck no, I'm not gonna sell to y'all. I'm gonna fucking. I see that you think that this has value, so now I'm gonna fucking do something with it. Like do something really big with it, and that's what that's what he should do. But they're they're trying they're they're going after this fucking indie promoter that they think probably doesn't know a whole lot, and they're gonna fucking offer him pennies and maybe even enough to sound like a really big payment to him. And he's gonna be like fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna sell it. But if he's smart, and I think he might be, he shouldn't sell. He should see the potential that WWE seal sees, and is like I know why you want this. You want to do something crazy with it. It has a lot of potential, so I'm going to fucking do it. And that's what he should do. Like, from what I understand, the discussions have been going on for a while, even before WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. He didn't go to WrestleMania weekend to have these discussions. He ha- they, they, They've been taking place before that. I mean, either way, I think that this is, it's a case of like, I mean, you're talking about how like valuable you think it is for like Brett. And I agree that I think it's valuable for GCW. I don't really see the value in it for WWE though. Like if they, like I said, if they, if they buy it for pennies and they throw it at the wall and it sticks and it makes them some money then it's valuable. If it makes more than what they spend on it, it's valuable. If it doesn't, sure. If it doesn't, it was a fucking investment that they made that didn't pan out. Like, but how I, do you determine that it that it it specifically made money, right? With the way I, that they, because they don't do pay-per-view I, I, anymore. I don't know. They get analytics for clicks and stuff <laughs> on their Sure, on like and like sure. and they like the details don't matter. If they think they can make money, that's why they're going to go for it. 
if they think they can buy it for cheap from some indie promoter when it has some buzz, they're going to try to make money on it. Just like they would a wrestler. They sign a wrestler for cheap because he really wants to work for WWE and maybe they can make money on him one day. It's just an investment in time. And like, like I said, man, like they're not a, like say what we want about their product, but they're not a dumb company. They're make they're a huge fucking machine making insane amounts of money for a reason. I doubt Stephanie McMahon has seen fucking Bloodsport, to be honest with you. She's not <laughs> the movie? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway. She barely watches GCW, or at least has people with, yeah. you know, feeders I'd and like stuff and that And the photo they took together, she looks drunk as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you probably have to be to have that conversation, right? Yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. I, I mean, mean, to me, it's, it's like, I know we, we talked a little bit about this beforehand, where it was like, you were kind of comparing it with like ECW and whatnot. And like, if mm-hmm. they were buying the whole promotion, maybe, but like, this would be like if they bought like just one night stand, but and ECW was still around and kicking. Cause like, the thing is, like, I don't think like the fans of Bloodsport are stupid enough that like, if like Brett's like, yeah, I sold the brand, but like, no, I'm gonna make it, a new show. It's that's not the same. Bloodsport, they definitely lose some steam. No, 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 no. It's not the same because GCW doesn't slap G. They don't call it GCW Bloodsport. They call it GCW. Sure. Then at the bottom of the flyer, it says GCW really small. It's like a, it's like a it's a branding. When ECW ran a ran a branded show like fucking barely legal or something, right? It was ECW presents barely legal. It was ECW barely legal. ECW November to remember. ECW this. ECW that. It was so like maybe this is a broader issue with GCW branding. It, you know what? And I agree with you. People don't know and they don't promote it as such. If you look at the fucking fine print, you see that it's GCW. But like a lot of people just don't know. And that's why the branding is so strong, because people are looking forward to Bloodsport as opposed to seeing GCW Bloodsport. That's not lost on WWE. As somebody who's worked in marketing, that's not lost on them. I'm telling you. They get it. They know they see the potential and they see the big picture of something like this. And at the end of the day, I really just hope that Brett Lauderdale sees the potential in something that he has. He's got something in his pocket that could be fucking amazing. Another thing we haven't mentioned is they are known for buying shit to shut it down, you know, and, t- and, and signing yeah. wrestlers to keep them yeah. away from other promotions. That is that is another thing too, and maybe they see that, that as making be, that money. Might just be the bigger thing, to be honest, because I don't, I'm not, I'm not gonna jump. I don't, to that. I don't, I don't think they really have like because. I mean, I hate to like bring us down to crashing down to earth, but like we were talking about how like you know Raw Underground and you know it being kind of a failure. Frankly, that brand is probably still more recognized by more people than yeah. Bloodsport is. Right. And it, I, no, not, I think th- that the people who do recognize Bloodsport and appreciate I disagree. Bloodsport, I don't I, think really care about. Yeah, I whole I don't I, I think whole, it doesn't really. It's not something that really overlaps with WWE's audience. No, right? listen, I wholeheartedly disagree, because if you if you talked about Underground Online, it's a joke. People will make fun of it. People will talk shit about it. So you're, you're if you get a even if it has more recognition all it would do is get laughed at. That's it. And that's all, that's the buzz that you're going to have online. Well, if you, by, by our circles. No, not all our circles, like on like internet. Like if, if they want people, like they, they love their social media engagement. They love their fucking trending. They love their social media numbers, all that kind of stuff. They love that stuff. So if they have this brand raw underground that has failed and get, it's going to get shit on, why bring it back? It doesn't. It doesn't matter how recognizable it is. It's about recognizable as the fucking her, as fucking herpes. I guess it would take WWE's blood sport one time for it to be a joke. Yeah, <laughs> they'd have I to agree. Do it one I agree. Time. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. Is like if it just if it's just the exact same thing, like what There's, would but, it matter? But we're we're, st- we're we're talking about potential. We're not talking about what it is or what's happening or whatever. The, what would probably happen? We're talking about potential and what they see is potential and what they're willing to buy and what they're interested in buying. That's what we're talking about. This, so a rebranding is a thing. I mean, like that's a thing in 
a lot of marketing and media and things like that. Rebrand is so you can have a fresh look at your at your branding and you get another chance to do something or you get like another spike in like engagement and things like that. And that's what they want. They want a brand that is doing what they were trying to do before, but is not so tarnished. So in a way, like I said, it's all potential. Like, is it recognized? No, but all it would take is one fucking advertisement on WWE for it to be as recognizable as, as a um, raw underground. And you don't have the fucking baggage that raw underground had. I guess we'll see if, you know, the sale happens. Uh, I'm, I'm skeptical mostly just in the sense that, like, I agree with you that I think that it's a valuable thing for the GCW collective, even if they aren't advertised it as such um, in the way that they should. But, yeah, I, I don't, as I said, I just don't think it's it's right. a wise choice. They have to know their own track record with with rebranding and that they're right. like, they do hear a lot of buzzwords here, man. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, they've shit the bed and they know they've shit the bed picking they other sure things do. up and. And trying to run it themselves. They should do. Like I said, it's not about what they will do or how bad they'll fuck it up. It's what they believe they can do. It's the investment that they want to make. I just That's don't see how they can believe that they can really turn it into. Unless Lauderdale is gonna like let it go because he thinks he's about to get a handy from Stephanie or something. <laughs> he lets it go. <laughs> he lets it go for like a pittance. Like I just can't imagine yeah. how they would turn this turn I, a profit on this. I, I, Unless they're I worry desperate that they did, for con content, they get it for a good price. I, 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 I worry that they see this, like, I see uh, Brett Lauderdale and they think he's some kind of podunk indie promoter and they're just going to fucking, like, take him to the cleaners and fucking buy his buy his brand for really, really well, cheap. Well, fucking shame on I him think. if he lets that happen. So we'll That's see. what I'm saying. That like, honestly really probably hope, hurts his reputation, period, if he but lets I, it happen. Exactly. And I, that's what I'm saying. I think that Brett Lauderdale might be smart enough to know what he's got and... He could probably, I hope he sees this. I hope he's already fucking planning a future for Bloodsport that's not just a yearly show. So. He's already, he's already booking next year's show. If I were to, if, if it was me, I'd be doing that. I'd be fucking trying to make Bloodsport its own thing. Yeah. It, well, anyway, stay tuned. I have a feeling we're not going to get any news from this and we're never going to hear anything about it. We, well, I don't know about I that. Think, I think you might be right. I think we'll, it'll probably just fizzle. It's just going to fade out yep. into the fucking darkness. Yep. All right. Well, I mean, speaking of like these uh these small indie companies, like the uh the pred the is it would it be the predecessor to fucking GCW? Yeah. yeah. Um spiritual predecessor. Yeah, yeah, spiritual predecessor would be CZW and they seem like they're going uh through some changes as well. There was a story that came out this week about CZW selling all of their championship belts and uh, people were saying that might be a sign that they're about to shut down um, or they're getting new belts. Uh, uh, what do you guys think? My, I have my guess and I'll tell you my guess when you don't want, but like it's, uh, what do you guys think? Well, I won't guess because you know, that we, we saw the story and there was a, I think the top comment was by a regular fan and he just said, Hey, they haven't featured any championships on their show since they returned. And right. Well, and they, they also straight up have a show promoted. Uh, yeah. this weekend <laughs> yeah. yeah and so here's the thing and, the, and and a lot of people are speculating that they might be shutting down i don't think they're shutting down it's very to me it's very obvious there we just talked about rebranding they're there it's it's a fresh start and they have a brand new logo you literally look at their fucking page they've got a brand new logo they got a brand new look they got brand new art it looks better than it used to there's no like 
fucking barbed wire in their fucking mm -hmm. uh, logos or their or their, or their um, marketing or their branding or anything. They've spent some um, time. Uh, they've spent they, some time yeah. on this new aesthetic, no doubt. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. They've got a brand new aesthetic. They've got uh, really nice looking graphics. Um, I think what they're probably doing is they really are. They are like what the, like they said, getting new title belts. Um, they're probably not featuring any championships because they're probably going to start fresh and maybe do a turn. Who knows if they'll do a tournament or however they're going to award their champ, their new championships, but they're probably waiting till they get those in. I imagine they have the order in those. It takes a lot of time to get those belts made. And, uh, um, I know how they're going to award their championship. They're going to fucking wait for super dragons waste to be in the building and then put it right around it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so they CZW ran their last uh, pre covid or actually it was kind of like at the kind of beginning of the mm. pandemic proper in the states but they ran an event in March of 20 and they shut down and didn't come back until October of last year. So they've been back for 6 months. So, I mean, they've run events pretty regularly. It looks at, at least monthly, if not bi-monthly events since then. Uh, well, somebody that we know was talking about uh, having a booking coming up for them as well. So I think that what, what's happening, I don't think there's anything to worry about. I, it seems like they're... Uh, it seems like they're just rebranding. That's a all it is. Story. And you know what? I'm looking through all their like tweet their all their Twitter stuff. None of the footage and none of the pictures have some garbage in it. Like this is definitely a new fucking era of CZW. It looks like they're using good talent. Uh, I see Fred Hehi, and it looks like they uh, JD Drake is on here. Rich Swan, like they're using decent talent. It looks like they've got a lot of new talent. I think CZW's always had a school and stuff there as well and uh yeah i think like man maybe this shit maybe it's worth watching their next show or something I and mean, check it out and see what kind of they're offering now but i don't see any fucking garbage i don't see any fucking like no dq stuff now garbage seems like a great transition to control your narrative <laughs> okay <laughs> fill us in on the latest control your narrative <laughs> nonsense Okay, so we've got some just wild social media stuff from these guys. They posted a Taco Bell ad that they made where they just like go to Taco Bell. They have all of like the proper like sound effects and branding and they just act like they just straight up have like this Taco Bell endorsement. And it's it's like really low quality and whatnot, but it's they're acting like it's legit. They apparently took it down because, you know. They probably got a cease and desist. Just like straight you up, you can't That's just so promote weird. from something else. And then, uh, well, then the other story too is EC3 and talking to himself on social media. He retweeted like some interview he did, and then he immediately responded to it with like a snarky comment, like a fan would make. And then he responded to that comment. And like all in a span of like a few seconds, and he forgot to fucking switch to his burner account to create that fucking controversy and buzz and just got caught red handed. This is the nail in the coffin to me. Like if there were ever, if there was ever a chance. Cause at what I was starting to feel a little bad for them. Cause I felt like during that Twitter, that Twitter, that uh, Reddit AMA that maybe they weren't getting a fair shake at some of the things, even though like they're obviously awful. Like I was like, Oh, you know, man, people are just so ready to hate them. You know, I was starting to feel a little like sympathy for them. But then I see this, and then I see the fucking <laughs> the fucking like 
I've never seen a more desperate attempt at wanting to get like sponsors or something or like do advertisements. That was so weird and fucking cringe. What are they thinking? It was almost as if they decided they were going to rehearse for future, you know, um, endorsements, right? And so, <laughs> yeah. and and so, like, there's a Taco Bell down the street, and they're like, "Hey, let's let's try it out on Taco Bell." But hearing EC3 use the Taco Bell slogans. Like, oh my god, you gotta live moss. It, dude, it was so funny. It was so, it was so, so funny. And then Braun Strowman is just fucking sprawled out in their tiny chair looking bored. And I don't know, man, I, I think he posted it because he assumed that it was going to go over as super hilarious. What it ended up being was just reverse advertisement for Taco Bell. Like, I know somebody that, that said, Man, I was feeling like Taco Bell the other night. I started driving over there, but then I saw it. I remember that ad, and I just kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why they'll never get a real Taco Bell ad. What did Dude, you guys think about oh that match gosh. I posted where, and I can't remember who it was, but they're just wrestling in front of the boys. At like uh, almost. I like didn't even get to watch it. I haven't watched okay. it yet. What the? F- oh, my you, God. You remember like UFC Ultimate Fighter show that they had where it was like a reality show, and then they would have matches on there, and it would be the trainers and the other fighters. Just kind of like, you know, yeah, like in a room. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. And the camera is really tight, you know, and I I said it kind of looked like a straight to video action film, like shot in the Balklands or something. (laughs) That's why I think that like they're not there. That's why I think we can't find any of their shows because they're not airing them live. They're like shooting them and then they're they're post producing them. Yeah. So they can look like that. And that's why we haven't been able to find any of their fucking shows to watch. They posted (laughs) that one. The one that I shared, they posted that one to their YouTube channel last week. So it's out Insane. there. Insane. I want to go watch it. Yeah, yeah, control your narrative, YouTube. I can't believe I'm plugging it, but Holy fuck. if you got to take a look, there it is. Like it's this is like pretty much going to be a weekly fucking segment. Like like the the latest. As long fucking, as they keep it up, yeah. You know they will. You know as soon as we end the fucking show, we're going to go online and there's going to be some kind of new <laughs> fucking like story about control your narrative. So we're going to be following all the control your narrative uh, cringe every single week. We're going to give you the fucking update. And we're going to talk shit about Control Your Narrative because it's the funnest thing I've ever done. By the way, that EC3 <laughs> responding to his own tweet thing, There's a. I know that the screenshot we had was just like a response and then him responding to his own response again. But if, it's you, a whole thread. if you look at it, it's a whole thread of him doing it. So I wonder if he got busted doing it and then started kayfabing yeah, that he was he having being, like a dialogue. Yeah. Like, these are the types of questions I get all the time. So I'm just going to ask him before you do and answer myself. Yeah, just preemptively. He doubled down and left that shit up. Like, you could still look at those tweets. Yeah. They're still there. I think the first as far couple, as I, know. I think the first couple, I think someone probably called it that he forgot to switch yeah. for his burner account. And then once he realized he was busted, <laughs> knowing that there'd be screenshots, I think he like doubled down to make it try to seem like. Oh, oh my no, was on purpose. God. Yeah. That guy sucks. Oh, that's so funny. That guy yeah. sucks. I, I used to like I used to like him. I used to believe in him. And man, this is embarrassing. I've never really given two shits about I, any of his matches. Either. I've I've never seen a company with their fingers so far away from the pulse of what they're trying to put together. Like they just ha- are completely clueless about professional wrestling. I imagine a bunch of fucking meatheads sitting around like a gym locker room, like jabbing each other's asses with steroids and using buzzwords <laughs> that they heard the day before or whatever, just throwing them around oh without God. understanding what they mean. And then trying to like put it in effect in some left-handed, ignorant-ass way. I think that's what we're seeing here. Give us an, a, give, give us an example of that conversation right now. 
Well, actually, okay, if you're listening, just go back and listen to Joey talking about fucking uh, WWE blood sp- buying Bloodsport. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> I do understand those buzzwords, though. I'm just fucking with you. I'm just fucking with you. But then imagine just at, at, imagine more like, you know, needles and steroids and ass and asses. Let's, let's, hear, let's hear an example of that conversation, though. Let's hear it. Uh, okay, like synergy and like we just got to make sure our branding is right. Hey, brother, why don't you come over here and brand my ass with that needle? Make sure you pop it through the fat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, so that's uh, that's all the news that we have that we're going to cover this week. Let's uh, let's talk about some shows, man. We watched uh, we watched several shows. We watched AEW's offerings this week, including Battle of the Belts, and we also watched some New Japan. So let's go ahead and knock out AEW, talk about what we watched this week. So Dynamite uh, on the 13th of April, we had opened up with CM Punk versus Penta Obscuro. Once again, great TV match that was delivered on. The crowd has been really pumped on all of these like opener matches for a while. They've really had like a, a hot streak with their crowds being well really hot for the matches. Uh, we did get a bit of a botch, but it almost like enhanced the match. Yeah, Punk it, like got somehow made his, it better. Yeah, like Punk, like just really sold like his knees if it had like really been broken. They quickly zoomed into this fan who looked like they were about to like cry over this. Like it, they, like they really bought this, and you know he really sold it throughout the entire match. He eventually wins with the uh, GTS after doing it like or at least attempting it like three times, and Penta just kept catching it. This was a really great match, I thought. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Like you said, it, it improved the match uh, quite a bit. Um, it was a pretty brutal botch, but I mean, that shows how fucking masterful these guys are where they were able to turn that negative into a positive and, and really bounce back from that botch. And, um, yeah, it was fucking fantastic. Great, great match. Uh, definitely a dream match on paper. Real excited to fucking see it. They were talking about doing another match like in CMLL or something. I don't know if that was a joke or whatnot, but they were talking about doing a rematch in CMLL. See, I would like to see them get another crack. I don't, I like this. I didn't like it as much as you guys. I thought, I don't know. I think Penta works better with guys that are still a little bit more athletic. I think the great matches we've seen him have are guys Mm. that are a little bit quicker. And I think he was trying to slow down to see it for CM Punk a little bit because I love Punk, but you know, he's never been the greatest athlete. He's never been the quickest. I thought there was a little awkward at times because Mm -hmm. of that, but it was still really good. And, like you said, they do this botch and they're so pro and they come out of it and make it work in the match. And I, I agree. I think that enhanced the match a little bit. But, you know, this wasn't like on the level of uh, Punk and Harwood that we saw a few weeks ago. That's that's sure. true. Yeah, it wasn't even close. That's for sure. Next up, we had a Jericho Appreciation Society segment. They're getting off a private jet and then all of a sudden Eddie Kingston is there with uh, Santana Ortiz. They're in this car. He's just yelling at him. And then they pull away. 2.0 is knocked out and he has stolen their shoes. <laughs> that was a great detail. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they, they also like they have a new intro where uh, they had Daddy Magic um, saying that old school WWF uh, intro like way back like in the 90s. Uh, it was like before it was like before the 90s, it was, like uh, I mean, so early 90s, I guess, early mid 90s. It was a good catch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And they said like. Um, JAS is the world li- worldwide leader in sports and entertainment. And then, you know, <laughs> they start the song or whatever. And um, that was really cool. I thought that was a nice touch. 
And before we had the actual match with these guys, we had Red Dragon versus Jurassic Express for the AEW Tag Team Championship. Uh, I think we were wrong on our predictions for this match. Yeah, I feel like we all were expecting uh, Red Dragon to pick up the belts here finally, and uh, they didn't. No, uh, and I'm I actually wasn't too shocked because they haven't with they haven't done much with their push, and I mean, and I'm specifically talking about you know the in ring stuff and and the promo stuff from from Bobby Fish and uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, I think has been especially bad. You know, on the on the microphone. Oh my god! And uh, I I don't know. It just hasn't been has has any of their shit been working for you guys? Not for me. And I know that the, they, that it is for a lot of people. People still okay. really like them and stuff like that. But for me, no. Like they're like the whole undisputed era coming has been just a big dis- like it, it. It just doesn't fit for me. It's weird. I wish they weren't there. I wish like I don't know. They just feel like outsiders to me and not in a good way. Yeah, not in a way that they're really, like, pushing it. And, like, I mean, I, I know I definitely like Adam Cole more than you guys, but, like, Red Dragon, yeah, they're just not, like... I think Fish is pretty good overall, but, like, Kyle, just does something about him that I all, just... It doesn't all, click with me. All three are excellent wrestlers. Kyle, Kyle, Fish, yeah. and and uh, uh, Cole, but I, they just don't do anything for me. They're just so... I don't know, man. I can't fit my finger on it, but it's just not... I don't want to see... Like, I feel like they're they're kind of, like, not coddled, but, like, they're coveted they just seem like that kind of team because they were straight from wwe and they were the they were the top guys during like the wednesday night wars and stuff like that and i just mm-hmm. i'm dreading them winning the, the tag titles i want to see the tag uh, the tag scene just be without them honestly i want to see ftr be champs and working with other tag teams anybody but them but you know i know that's not going to happen but I mean, it, it seems like, like that's annoyance. the direction they're going, to be honest. Yeah, it feels like a big annoyance when I see them on TV, and yeah. I know that that's probably not the most popular thing to say, but that's well, just how I feel about it. I think one of the big reasons we feel that way is because nothing fascinating has happened with the booking. It didn't help that all three of them kind of showed up at different times, but when Kyle O'Reilly, who I think was the third to show up, finally yep. came in, nothing really interesting happened except... You know, they were all in the ring. They eventually were all in the ring at the same time. And it's just like, oh, hey, yeah, look at this. It's these guys. Remember? Remember? That's about as deep as the booking got. And I'm not, I don't have the solution for that. You know, what I would have done, I can't tell you, but what was done was nothing special at all. But with that said, they were given the ball a little bit. And, you know, at least Red Dragon hasn't run with it at all. And that's why I didn't want to see them winning here. And that's why I'm, not surprised that they didn't because I think like the effects of what they've done have been so lackluster. I know that's picked up by Tony and company. It hasn't been great. And I don't think it was the time to put the belts on those guys. And, you know, as, as much as we goof on like Luchasaurus or whatever and jungle, he's fine. Yeah. No, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah. and forget how good they are in the ring. And yeah, they're, they're, I like them both. You know, I like, I like jungle boy a lot. And Luchasaurus, like, I don't have a huge problem with him or anything, and he can be really entertaining. But one thing we really forget uh, when we're talking as fucking grown men talking about professional wrestling is the appeal to children. And AEW has come under fire for, you know, not reaching out to kids enough and having shit, the word shit spammed on their show. If, you know, if I'm a seven-year-old boy, like, I'm probably fucking feeling Luchasaurus and fucking Jungle Boy, you know what I mean? So I think it's yeah. oh yeah I think it's 
pretty smart to still highlight them and like a you know a meaningful way for right now and you see kids that are fucking digging on it oh yeah i, I definitely agree i think they definitely have a fitting appeal for that um i don't think they've really had at least as the tag team champions i don't think they've really had that classic feud yet mm-hmm. maybe you know like we teased ftr you know they came down it uh, looks like they might fight with red dragon first we'll see but I really want to see them have like their breakout like feud as the tag team champions because I don't I think like they've really had too. it yet. Who do you think? I would honestly. Who do you think it might be? You know what I mean? Like, who do you think chemistry wise could do that with them? I would think like if they're like they're working with people like FTR and stuff like that. They had a good feud of FTR like before they had the but, belts, but they but it's but, a little but, different now. Well, what I'm saying is like. That's they were good, but like that's you're right. It's as far as chemistry goes. Like honestly, it needs to be with another child friendly fucking like villain, like a fucking uh, like a fucking super villain for them. I like maybe fucking the House Park. of Black. Maybe no, not no. That's like too much. Like, that's about maybe, as super villainy as it gets. I, 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 no, I'm thinking about a more light hearted super villain fucking team, and I'm thinking not maybe super villain, but you know a villain like, and I'm thinking Private Party, heel Private Party would probably be a really great feud for them. That's what I'm thinking. They're a more lighthearted team, and just those matches will probably be a, just a lot of fun. And uh, we've seen that match, knows? right? Yeah, we have. Yeah, but I want it like I'd like to see. Like, and it a was fun. Prof- yeah, and I'd like to see a higher profile version where there's build and there's promos and things like that. Like that would be a lot of fun. Like you're exactly what you're saying. That would appeal we're completely to- re- rewriting the book at that point, though. I think <laughs> maybe I'm just saying I would like to see that. Or I mean, you were asking like, who would it be? Like, who's chemistry? Yeah, you know? yeah, that's fair. That's what I see. Like, if you have them with anybody else, are you getting overshadowed by somebody like FTR? Are you giving them their yeah. chance to si- shine if they're working against? House what, about of a, Black? what about a heel best friends? I mean, now you're super right. <laughs> <'Cause>, like, <laughs> you're, like, you're I mean, hey, the- I mean, Trent's been he, he's had an attitude lately. Okay, they don't have yeah. Orange Cassidy with them because he's injured. So you know, I don't think it's uh, absurd. They, yeah, maybe the best friends just become assholes. You think Butcher and, and the Blade might be a little bit too... Like, oh my god, that would be great. I'd Actually, love to see perfect. the match, yeah. Yeah, they're not as like edgelord as House of Black, and they're not as like... Uh, they're not going to overshadow them because they're still kind of up and coming too. The thing is, is I think like the the real key though is it being two up and coming teams, meaning... Uh, or two Express. just not like super over teams. There you go. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Either up and coming, not over, whatever you want to call it. Like, I think Butcher and the Blade probably fit that even better than Private Party, actually. It might be moot because they, they may end up just taking the title titles off of them at the next pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah. that's kind of what I expect, but we'll that's see. what I'm thinking, too, yeah. Next up, we have a Blackpool Combat Club backstage segment. Regal is hyped. Uh, they're going to go up against the Gun Club Mox calls them a bunch of goofs in a trio match on Rampage. And Yuta gets the final word here, right? Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. I think, he, I think so, yeah. They cut you oh can tell boy. you can tell they cut him off quick and I, I feel like there was a heavy edit there at the end. Yeah, with good res with good reason. Yeah. And like we talked about like I talked about this, like he's a he, stiff promo. If he doesn't change what the fuck he's doing? What's the point of him like going through all that adversity uh, and earning his way into the into the BCC? Because he didn't do anything different. His he gear wasn't exactly as the color- same. His gear wasn't as colorful. He came it, out with like a great. He came out like a grayscale exact- version. 
it looked exactly the same except for the it was black and it still had the same design on it same haircut same facial uh, hair and he cut a promo and he, i like oh my god you could not sound like a bigger dork if you tried <laughs> he sounded nasally and like i said he's a good wrestler and i understand that maybe even some people really like him and this booking of him worked but he just sounded like a dork what did he say again he was like he was like the work the work begins tonight yeah like he was like something was, like that yeah it was so awful this guy's in a combat club? They gave him one line. They, t- they <laughs> tried is, to just give him one line so it wouldn't, you know. Have he said, much he said something like, he, he said two lines, but he said like, he's, no, I, I don't remember. <laughs> he said a couple of lines and then he said like, the work begins now or something like yeah. that. And it's like, this guy is supposed to be a combat club guy. Like, this is the guy that we're supposed to believe is a violent motherfucker just because he bled last week. Like, he didn't change anything. What the fuck? Let him let him speak with his hands and not with his mouth. He should take Maybe. a big he should take a big old gasp of nitrous oxide before he does his promo. I don't care if he's got to do a <laughs> do some voice acting. I don't care like fucking shave your head, do something. Do something to change it up. Come out with like instead of those fucking weird pants, come out in like some fucking like some fucking trunks like some short short trunks like the fucking like the like the like the Thigh level fucking trunks, you know, like AJ Styles used to wear or some shit. Keep your shooter shoes. Look like a fucking shooter. Do something fucking different, goddammit. Cause that this sucks. I, I think fucking he is don't letting like his, it. I think he is letting his facial hair grow out a little bit. So we'll see how long. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, okay. I don't mind I don't, I don't mind the look, to be honest. It's I don't like I, 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 I think his yeah, I mean his promo skill needs a little bit of work. And I mean, even like part of the point is like in kayfabe that they're taking him under his wing, right? Yeah. Going it, to you're right. Him. You're also like you're also right. Maybe there's nothing necessarily wrong. Like his his gear's probably fine. But I just mean in the in the essence of like doing something different, change something up. You just had a really big fucking character shift, like a big fucking moment for your character. It's time to fucking change. When fucking evil turned on Naito, he showed up the next night with new music, new gear, a new hairstyle, all that shit. You know, he he looked completely completely different. Say what you want about where he ended up. Flash but, forward to one year from now, and there's like moss growing on Yuta, and he's licking yeah. he's licking a, a straight razor, and he's saying, "I've tasted blood, and I yeah. want more." And they zoom into his his contacts. Yeah, <laughs> it's white. His whiteout contacts. I'm just saying, do something different. It's time to have like your character just evolved. So evolve. Uh, next up, we have a Tony Schiavone interview with Jamie Hader and Tony Storm. They will be first round opponents in the Owen Hart Cup. A little disappointed about that. I would have liked to see them kind of face off later on and whatnot. He, but Jamie cut a pretty good promo. She's pretty intense. Says that she's going to uh, break Tony's face, and then she kind of just walks away from her. Do you guys are you guys worried that they're just going to put Tony Storm up because she's the new toy? A little, but she at least had a debut win already. You know, and yeah, uh, I, yeah I think my guess is like if they if they do put her over, there's going to be a story to it, right? I think it's going to like either you know. Tease dissension between, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Hater and Brit or yeah. something like that. I, I I don't see it being just a clean, yeah, I loss agree. in that case. There'll be some there'll be some booking antics for sure if if she doesn't win. I agree. Yeah, for sure. We all want to see Jamie Hater move. Like it's her time now, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. We want to see her move up. Like it's time. It's past time. If she stays working heel then i think she is a natural like opponent for thunder rosa um, yeah. absolutely absolutely 
And they need to build up heals. I mean, I think they might have been doing that with, like, legit Layla, but she uh, was injured, unfortunately, and killed your favorite bit on the show. Straight up. All right, well. I mean, do you want, do you want to give us one just for old time sakes? Yeah, so here's the deal. You go to the hospital to visit your aunt who just had, like, you know, a little procedure done, right? And you're walking over to her room, and you pass two sleeping hospital guards seated outside of another room and from in this room you hear hey hey you and you and you stop and look around and you say me and you walk up to the room and they say hey come here and it's someone in a full body cast they say hey it's me legit layla from aw <laughs> from aw tv and you're like oh shit legit layla what are you doing here i knew you were hurt by a full body cast she says listen could you just could you just unhook me from this stirrup right here? Like I've really got to put my really got to put my leg down. It's killing me. The nurse won't do it, but it's it's killing me. And so you say, uh, I don't know. I okay, I guess. So you put her stirrup down, and she instantly jumps up, pushes you into the wall, runs outside. Hospital guard runs up. She takes the gun out, shoots the guard, and then jumps out the window. <laughs> Okay. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> what do you do? What do you mean, what do you do? <laughs> Someone just, like, shot a doctor and, like, just, you know, escaped in the hospital, I guess, you know, just... I, I guess it's, this is a good finale for uh, the legit okay. Layla bit. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Thank God they're over. <laughs> Oh, they're over, all right. <laughs> no, they're not over. <laughs> oh my god! All right, let's move on. Okay, uh, back on task. All right, what's next? <laughs> next up, we had MJF versus Captain Sean Dean. Oh god! Okay. Oh, so MJF teases that he can't open his jacket, and he, you know, cheats, beats up Sean Dean. Then Wardlow comes back. MJF looks paranoid. He makes his way to the ring. MJF runs out. Security swarms Wardlow, right? And then MJF realizes he has a problem. He's outside the ring. The ref's counting. He can't get back in the ring because security's blocking the way. So he runs to commentary to pick up a mic and begs Bryce Rensburg not to count to 10. Says he'll play triple whatever Tony Khan's price is. Bryce briefly considers this and counts to 10. MJF loses. He looks devastated. I thought this was hilarious. It was hilarious. You definitely had the, the there was a lot of um, don't let logic stand in the way of a good story here <laughs> because none of it made sense with like just all the fucking chaos and shit happening. Like the ref was just fine counting him out. Like when you see like somebody obviously causing a fucking ruckus, wouldn't that just be considered a fucking disqualification? If you were actually like the boss and you were actually the authority, wouldn't you be like, yo, dude, get out. <laughs> disqualification by Wardlow but like you know yeah. just throw Wardlow out you know like it doesn't none of it makes sense but I guess it was a cool moment this segment is starting to get really repetitious but with that mm. said like it just feels like okay they're doing this again he's beating up security again okay but with that said like if this is like performance number three like it's hit Wardlow's best performance yet doing this yeah. true that's true I wanted to root for him finally and he looked like, you know what I mean? He just kind of had it. And I kind of wanted to see him go through those guys for a change. With that said, he was doing the same thing. I just think he was doing mm. it. I just think he was doing it better. Just did a way better job of it this time. Yeah, he's he's getting better. 
every single week. And yeah, I agree with you. And now, now Sean Dean has two wins over the pinnacle. I guess three, technically three, three, three. once. Yeah. He's got three wins. Mm -hmm. We have a Darby video package, uh, you know, usual Darby video package type thing. Kind of cool to watch. He's going to have a coffin match with Andrade next week. Yeah. I think it's cool that he produces and directs all his own little videos and like to the point where he's so good at it. He did their little, um, he did that cinematic match with Sting that they had like a while back. Yeah, Sting good. and Tink Taz. Yeah. Um, that's cool. I think that's awesome. I love seeing these. No, and it's even better knowing that he's fucking one putting in the effort and putting them all together and stuff like that. Yeah, this was short and sweet, and we were stoked. You know, we're gonna get this one-on-one match. No titles on the line or whatever, but who cares? This is gonna be cool shit. Well, they had one already, and it was really good. Yeah, that's what so. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that, exactly, uh, exactly. Like we know it's gonna be fucking incredible. Like there's no way this isn't gonna be good. Holy shit! We then get a House of Black video with Malachi. This was. Definitely a buy your numbers spooky shit. I'm not entirely sure who the fuck he was talking to. Either. I think he, he was talking to, like, to. Is he talking to fucking Fuego? I don't know. I hope not. Like, I, mean, I, I like. I, is is he like? Is are they really doing like a big fucking interview? Like a scary interview, putting all that energy, like talking about fucking Fuego. I think it must have been the death triangle or something, but it wasn't clear. It yeah, it seemed very catch all, and it also felt once again like a fucking villain cutscene from a video game. Yeah, it was weak. I told uh, you these are super villains. They're good at they're good at this most of the time. This one was kind of weak, the weaker yeah. version of what they did, but you know whatever. It's this, cool. This, I guess this shit does nothing for me. That that type of language or whatever. That's now old hat and wrestling just kind of droning on. And again, it seems like a, a video game writer pressed to come up with some shit before launch. <laughs> Fair enough. We then have the JAS versus Kingston, Santana, and Ortiz. Uh, match was pretty good. Uh, eventually, uh, Kingston gets screwed once again, hits hit in the back with a bat by Jericho, and Garcia pins him. Uh, then the JAS beats him post-match. I, there wasn't anything wrong with this, but I feel like this feud really needs to evolve like it feels like we've been kind of in this like same spot for a while well we're getting we're getting where we're getting uh we're finally getting the singles match between eddie and uh daniel garcia next week mm, good on rampage yeah this was so very this felt very placeholdery so for i'm sure, looking forward yeah. to that yeah I'm, I'm i'm sure they just had they just wanted to save it and we're getting it next week on rampage so awesome can't wait to see that i love seeing eddie Yep, and as we'll get into in a little bit, he's doing cooler yeah. shit right now. He's doing cooler <laughs> he's shit doing right now on better New Japan. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Stoked. We have an MJF interview. He's pissed off. He says he doesn't need your godforsaken sympathy, and then he hires the Butcher to wrestle Wardlow. There you go, Joey. One match. He, they hire this him. Is, yeah, this is exactly yeah. what you've been talking about. This is this yeah this this is yeah straight up exactly what I've been talking about. I'm, maybe somebody listens to the show over there. Who knows. But like he fucking hires him, pays him. Fucking Butcher shows up on the camera, does like this like cunnilingus fucking taunt. But, <laughs> but he he looked like a badass when he did yeah. it, and I was like, damn, dude, they're fucking featuring this guy. Like I was I was pumped. I love seeing this. This is exactly what they've been needing to do for a long, long time. So where's the blade at though? Mm-hmm. So we're getting Butcher versus Wardlow. Predict what's gonna happen with not only quality of this match but the outcome. Doc, what do you think? I, I mean, I, th- I think this will probably either it'll be shenanigans or I think it'll probably be a Wardlow win. Do you think match quality? Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I could see them delivering. Maybe. I mean, yeah. it'll, man, if, at the very least, you're going to get a lot of a big pop for the yeah. powerbomb sympathy yeah. on. Uh, it's 
it, it's, speaking of sympathy, it's time to see some sympathy for Wardlow. He's symphony or down, sympathy? I'm calling it sympathy. He got I'm, he got beat down. Yeah, symphony is what I meant, but uh, he got beat down pretty bad when oh, he lost when it. he lost that title match, though. Oh yeah, I mean, I think it's it's happening now. Like he's he's gonna he's been it's been like several weeks since then. He's showing up. He's causing a lot of problems. It's time. He's it's time. For is him this to the get kind of beat. guy you put in that position, though? Hundred percent. Any baby face like this. You absolutely do. This story is so like obvious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I even care about it. I just want these guys to have a really good match. And and if if Wardlow Same. if Wardlow can have a good match here, like you know, he'll be over with me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want really to see two guys knocking the shit out of each other. Two heavyweights it's- knocking the shit out of each other for a fucking change and having a great match. This is a this is his opportunity to really show that straight up. Butcher has shown some shit, man, in the last month. Like we're hyped on him yeah but he's also working mm-hmm. with like you know he got over big time with us working with a guy like darby so you know big guy two big guys having a great match in the states it's man it's <laughs> it's not that common is it a big like a How big lately? man versus like, big like man two match? big like two big men in the states having a good or to great wrestling match that's what i mean i mean we're we're about to get to that right now I know you're not talking about suzuki being a big guy because i'm taller than him like, oh no no wait wait what what show did <laughs> Was that on Rampage? What, wait, was oh, that last we might, week? Yeah, I think it's I think it's Rampage, the one we're talking about. Oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking of like Keith Lee and Powerhouse Hobbs. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, that was a couple weeks ago. That was oh, a that singles was a, okay. match. Okay. No, oh, the, no, the match I'm, is I'm talking about we'll, the t- we'll get to it. I'm talking we'll about the tag it. match. Sorry. Yeah, well, we'll get to it. So we've okay. got next up, we've got Marina Shafir versus Sky Blue. This is basically your type of squash match. Uh, Sky gets some offense in, but it's basically just for like Marina to like no sell it. This was not the Marina that we saw at Bloodsport. <laughs> no, and I kind of like she was like trying to do some of that stuff, but I don't think it really works in this May- medium. I, maybe she's not like maybe she's not ready to carry somebody like Sky Blue yet. Yeah, she, her opponent wasn't Zeta yeah. Zang like we saw at Bloodsport. Yeah, exactly. Really good. So you're so, right. Maybe she's <laughs> on her opponent. Her opponent next week's Jade Cargill. Jade so. Cargill. Okay. <laughs> this will be one to watch. We'll see. <laughs> uh, what was kind of weird was they had the the baddie section that she kept like taunting, and Red Velvet was in it. I guess. Yeah. What? I don't know what the fuck is going on with that. The baddies, the baddies, the baddies is is always like her homegirls that are, you know, her her badass little fucking sexy homegirls that are clearly either from a modeling agency or they're recruits from like yeah. they look like Rick's New Orleans girls to me, and then Rick's and then, cabaret yeah, New Orleans. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me with fucking with fucking uh, red velvet cupcake hanging out. They went they yeah. went through the same exact fucking like a. Uh, like management agency as as when they got the godfather's hose yeah it's a big fat fucking whatever but i guess those girls are getting their hundred bucks and a free ticket to the show so good for them right. we have another hook quote-unquote interview gets interrupted by smart mark sterling and tony niece so it seems like we we're going to finally get this match at some point it's been teased almost since hook's debut yeah, I mean, we've seen Tony Nese fucking peeping at Hook like for several weeks, and then, who yeah. who isn't peeping at Hook? You know, for months and tweeting tweeting about yeah. him for months, tweeting yeah. yeah, tweeting about him, fucking writing poetry about him. I don't know, <laughs> like yeah. all this fucking weird shit. So we're finally gonna get we're, to see we're that gonna match. get the uh, we're gonna get the uh, segment um, where uh, was it Heinrich and Michael Cole where he told him his poem? Is that what we're gonna get? Oh my god! Oh no, dude! Oh my god! Please no. <laughs> 
Can you recite any of that? From, can you recite any of that from memory? Have you see, have you seen that? <laughs> no, I don't remember any of the words. Gonna... I just remember the physicality, shall we say? <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So Hook, it seems like I would think that he's going to have to go toe to toe with Nice, and you know maybe for yeah. the first time get an opponent that you know he's really going to have to work with, you know, um, and share control segments with. However, I could be wrong, and this may be a five-minute match with Hook going over. I don't know. The most exciting part of this match is that we're probably going to get to see Hook have a real match this time. Yeah. Yeah. So. It seems that, it seems that way. And Tony Nese is yeah. really good in the ring. Yeah. For sure. Perfect opponent for him to, to work with. Yep. Test. This is a test. Big test for Hook. Yep. Big test. We then get a Men of the Year promo. Uh, there is a rematch between Sammy Guevara and Scorpio at Night of Champions. Uh, they say some stuff, and Ethan Page says that Ty's going to go another Saturday night unsatisfied when they lose. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> now we have Team Taz versus Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Fuck, this match ruled. Yeah, this was this really, was awesome. Yeah. You have, uh, you know, this is again another time where uh, we had obviously MJF in Long Island where he came out as you know this big. Babyface reaction, though he's a heel. You basically get that for Ricky now in his hometown of New Orleans. Yeah. And, you know, while Keith and Swerve were still definitely babyfaces, they did kind of do a little bit of heel stuff, double teaming Ricky. They definitely knew how to work their part to, like, you know, kind of build up, you know, the hometown hero a bit. I feel like they made the right call. Yeah, they made the right call in that match. Oh, my God. This, you know what? And you guys are going to fucking think I'm crazy, but this is my favorite match of Dynamite. It was, yeah, I think it, you're a little crazy. It was, it was yeah, good. I mean, you but. might, but I, oh my god, it was so good. And like, oh no, the like, I mean, it would be, it would have been either this, or it would have been Suzuki Joe. But um, like this was just to me, it was just as a match, it was just on another level. And um, they were just, they had so much fun. It was so fun to watch. It was great to fucking see Ricky Starks showcase this way. Uh, he's been a favorite of ours for a long time, and then. God, dude, the the Haas stuff was really good, and then they they had the balls to put to put these guys over. And man, that fucking power slam that that Hobbs gave to Keith Lee, spinebuster. Oh my god, did I say power slam? I meant to say spinebuster. When he fucking took that bump, dude, it sounded like a fucking shotgun going off. Like that was the cool. That was one of the coolest things. I fucking must have rewound. I went back and watched it, and I must have rewinded it like six or seven times. It was so fucking badass. Like this is what I want from my wrestling right here, or at least my fucking multi man wrestling. And like, um, I love I love this match. This was barely, just barely, my favorite match on Dynamite. Yeah, Starks did a good job of walking the fine line of not wanting to shit on his hometown and and still doing heel shit so he could continue into that next week when he's in Topeka or wherever. So I'm just thinking if, if he eventually has a babyface run, which he's showing here in front of his home crowd that he can do, what that's going to be like. Huge. Huge. Can be huge. Oh, yeah, for potential. sure. Oh, yeah. he's had said talk, like great things about Ricky Starks. Yeah. He's got... He's no, nothing but up. Uh, the sky's the fucking limit for this guy. Maybe like higher than that. Like he's uh dude's awesome. This fucking match. Oh my god, this match. Same with Hobbs, dude. Hobbs is a fucking incredible, and he's only getting better. You know they have the fucking opening package, the intro to the show. They need to have that fucking spine buster fucking 
on that on, on, during that fucking mm. uh, reel. Okay. That needs to be there. It's that good. That fucking shit was so good. I've never seen anybody do a spine buster like that in my life. Maybe they can time it with one of the boom. The booms exactly, right? <laughs> they don't need Jesus. to. They just need the sound of they just need the actual sound effect. And Hobbs and Keith just seem to have like a lot of good chemistry, like for, especially like for like two big men, like they the way they like sell for each other and whatnot too. Just it doesn't feel like yeah, you know. And he and even Keith like he bealed both guys. And I think yeah. I don't know if you ever went back and saw that their rampage singles match, mm-hmm. like when he does like the big toss to Hobbs and like the way yeah. Hobbs like just takes it, like he yeah. looks like he's basically just another small guy that he's doing it to. Yeah, and I mean, and like they just they they do a really good job of coming up coming off as like two guys that like kind of uh, fill a similar spot as big fucking powerhouses, mm-hmm. and that they have like this heat between each other, like this big guy heat, like they're they fucking want to one up each other. So if Lee has yeah. if Lee has a match on the pay per view, do you think it'll be with Starks, or do you think they'll run back him and Hobbs and do, Ooh, do a fuck man? God, that would be fucking fantastic to have either. I could see I could see them switching it up since we had the singles between um Swerve and, and Starks, and then we mm-hmm. had the yeah. fucking singles between Starks. I could see them switching it up and we could see Hobbs versus uh Swerve okay. in the singles. I think it was during this match too where we noticed the the clown in the uh crowd of the uh Alon's Brandon sign. Oh man. Jesus Christ. I Jesus. I saw he, him in I saw him in the punk. Out. Yeah, I saw it in the punk match. Yeah. So he he was fucking He had it out for pretty much any match that had someone of color. Jesus. <laughs> how did nobody so catch pretty. How did nobody ca- in the back catch that? That dude should have been fucking kicked out of the arena. I guess yeah, at least a sign that. taken. Yeah, I I don't yeah. know. That was wild. After yeah, and maybe like people, maybe somebody didn't, the right people didn't know what the fuck that meant. But like, yeah, this is just some fucking racist in the front row. Every time there was a person of color on screen, he fucking put up that sign. What a piece of fucking shit. Keep that guy out of fucking wrestling. Period. Yeah, I mean it's indirectly racist, and you know we're kind of showing our our political asses here, but um. I guess that they just don't want to start a fucking controversy or something like that. You know, essentially it's like an anti-Biden sign and it's fucking pointless and it makes, you know, wrestling fans look like the fucking yokels that they're stereotyped as to have that guy. I guarantee that's why you had the guy on the next show who had the uh, pro-science, I think it was pro-women or pro-choice. Yeah, and guess what? (laughs) He got got in trouble. He got fucking banned from, uh, I don't know if he got banned from uh, AEW or if he got banned from using or showing his signs but he got in trouble are you gonna have that other guy in the front row yeah exactly that guy was in the front row on the hard cam with that yeah let's go bring and then that other guy got yeah and that guy got fucking kiboshed yeah fucking stupid that's weird man stupid yeah Yeah. you gotta fucking you gotta crack down on both or none next up on the uh, back to the show we had uh tony shivani with thunder rosa vicky and nyla interrupt uh with a cake celebrating the world's shortest title reign Rosa says, do you think I'm stupid? Shoves it in Nyla's face. Then Nyla still beats her up with cake in her face. So <laughs> this was a little questionable, but whatever. <laughs> some, yeah, some real fucking Three Stooges fucking shit here, man. Without the comedic timing. Been really excited about Nyla Rose's great promos like week after week after week. And then this shit. Oh, my God. She fucking hit hit uh, Vicky with a fucking forearm that sets wrestling back like 40 years. And then... <laughs> Uh, and then got hit with a fucking like after getting hit with a cake like get the fuck well out. we'll get to some real uh, action that takes wrestling back 40 years later <laughs> oh my gosh 
in poor right. place than one. Moving on, we've got the main event. Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki for mm-hmm. the ROH TV Championship. What an atmosphere. Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt are in the front row and they're like just chanting like Joe. They look like it's, <laughs> they're being sarcastic. It, yeah, it reminded me um, back during the pandemic era where they had like, you know, the D-listers on the roster like in the front row and they would always yeah. seem like Judas whenever Jericho came out and you would always complain about it week after week. <laughs> it felt like this was a parody of that because that's basically what they were doing but like very clearly they knew how to do it in a way that made it look like they were mocking him and whatnot. Yeah. Um this match fucking ruled. I mean the the tag match beat this out for me just barely. And uh this fucking match just oh my god, dude, the balls that they had to show a match like this. Um they as, chopped the main each other event. for fucking as the main event, they chopped each other forever. And it was awesome. They fucking told a story with their chops. Fucking top tier match. I don't even, like, go out of your way to watch this. I really don't even want to fucking spoil it for our listeners if you didn't watch it. Like, you need to go watch this match. It had... This show, this was a great dynamite for the most part. It had that big attraction feel, Joe and Suzuki. Yeah. Like, they put this as the main event. Fuck yeah. Suzuki's been in the States for a, a little while now, and it's... If not his best match now, it's, you know, one of the top three that he's had in the States. It sucks that, you know, they went to picture in picture or whatever during the commercial. You know, I went back and I rewatched it and I watched in the if it like I rewatched it and I watched the fight TV feed mm-hmm. and it doesn't go to picture in picture at all. Because oh, like okay. the fight TV feed doesn't, yeah, have, they doesn't have commercials. So they literally like take a split second. After they they throw it to picture in picture and then the screen stays the same and then they come back and they still do commentary and everything. I would have liked for commentary to lay out the way they did with Joe and Kobashi, but we're not going to get that on TV where they're trying to remind people who Suzuki is or tell them who Suzuki is. But yeah, this was (laughs) I man, you know, I felt that excitement when these guys were fucking looking at each other and about to go Mm -hmm. at it. Really cool, you know. Nothing. This is a big fucking deal. Yeah, nothing that. you know, at the end of the day, in a vacuum, if you don't know who either of these guys are, you might think this is awesome. But you know, it may not make, it may not turn your world upside down. But with the history and everything coming into it, sure. like it's not in a vacuum, and the crowd was great for it. And you know, we talk about pro, pro wrestling magic, and crowd has a lot to do with that. And there was still, don't don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from this match because you know these guys fucking went at each other and they were they were blue some blue chests and some blue necks in this motherfucker i think that if anybody watched this even people that aren't like wrestling fans or familiar with these guys i think if you tuned in and watched this and saw these dudes they were doing such a good job of like their facial expressions, the fucking violence, the fucking I mean, Joe like, straight up looked like a demon. Yeah, he looked like a demon, and like the the enthusiasm that they had. And I watched, I I, I rewatched it, and I I watched it with uh, with my friend, and she was like, she was she was fucking hooked on it. She loved it, and uh, she didn't she didn't know who either of them are. It's hard to imagine not being a wrestling fan and what I would do, but I would like to think that I would have definitely stopped the remote if I was channel surfing and landed on this. I would <laughs> think so for sure. Two guys slapping the fuck out of each other in front of yeah. screaming fans. Like, come on. I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but we had a friend who was being derogatory to us for being wrestling fans. And he said, sorry, guys, I don't want to come over and watch two grown men in their underwear slapping the shit out of each other for 30 minutes. <laughs> and I, I was, and, like, and, like, and I was yeah. like, you know what? Even if it really was that, I would still want to watch. Yeah, I want to I see that show. Yeah. 
Yeah. There's maybe not week after that, week, but that, you that, know. that does still exist. Watch there's it. like this there's those YouTube videos of like those strongmen oh, yeah. that do like the slapping competition. That actually exists. You know, it's funny is like uh, I this is this is more for uh, for EOD, but I was I watched one of those one time, one of those slapping competitions, mm-hmm. and they did one that was like in the United States. And I don't I wasn't sure where they did it, but a red solo cup from five dollar wrestling showed up. Oh and it, like like it, like this was nothing to do with wrestling nothing but he showed up he still used his name and everything and he was in the fucking slapping competition Incredible. i don't remember how he did but i couldn't believe what i was seeing i don't i, I don't believe hearing it <laughs> to be honest yeah. we'll have to find it <laughs> yeah so did we mention did we mention the the ending here oh yeah uh, so a little bit we, controversy here yeah. okay yeah All so right. uh sanjay uh and Jay come out. They have the present for Samoa Joe, and it's a middle finger. Then Pretty the funny. lights go out, and Satnam Singh debuts and beats down the exhausted Joe, and the show ends. Former Dallas Ma- Maverick Satnam Singh. So yeah, the lights go out, and it's him. And I guess there was disappointment. Sounding across the wrestling. Apparently, world. the crowd chanted, I, uh, "We don't know you," and then Sotnam said, "He doesn't know who you are either." Well, that's, I, that's I a good really, response, honestly. I really, I mean, it kind of. I really don't like the um, the, the mentality. No, I don't like that either all the time. But mm. like when like wrestling fans expect when the lights go out, it it comes back on and it's somebody that they recognize. It's just comes that comes with it, right? Everybody expects that something impactful at least. But yeah, but. At the same time, like, I hate the mentality of being like, who? Like, motherfucker, if somebody doesn't get introduced, you will never know who they are. Yeah. So, like, so the, I, I see people on fucking internet all the time. They're like, they're like, who? I don't know this guy. Like, okay, but you got to get introduced to them somehow. Totally. There was so much, yeah. there was so much fucking hate on this segment. And maybe it was because it was done poorly, but because of the lights out thing. But man, like I swear that I was just reading a lot of racist comments because they were comparing it to Great Kali. They were comparing him to like gender, uh, just because he's a big fucking uh, Indian guy. And gender, I don't uh, think. Yeah, is I think a, it's gender. I don't think is a good. He's nowhere as big. Yeah, but he's he's not. But they were calling just because they share the fu- their fucking. Right. Yeah. yeah, but we haven't seen this guy have a match. But I, I I went back and watched. This guy didn't look docky. He, he looked fine. He looked like he was. Yeah, he looked he's okay. Big. I think you know. I he's, think what it is is it's sort of that archetype that he fits in that mold that you kind of just assume he's going to be. Yeah, a little I feel docky. like there's a. I feel like there's a lot of assumptions going on because I went back and watched this and I was like, I, I watched what his movement. He didn't look like he was struggling to move. He fucking got over the ropes just fine. He got to his position just fine. He hit his all his fucking time cues just fine. And then, and I'll skip ahead a little bit, and I'm sorry I'm skipping ahead, but when he he showed up on ramp or on, on Battle of the Belts as well, same thing. He was fine. He fucking walked fine. He moved fine. He hit yeah. all his cues. He caught people, hit him with the fucking choke slam. He fucking caught people that were fucking coming out of the ring at him. Like he did, he, he hit all his cues, zero problems. Zero problem with being athletic. I do not think we have a great collie on our hands here. I, well, and this I guy really was a, this guy was a professional basketball player. I mean, yeah. just with that said, I think you with just, that, yeah. I think just with the height, you get a little bit of that perception. Yeah. I, and and I haven't seen enough of him. And I thought he was he looked yeah. pretty decent on Rampage. 
Um, and one thing I don't think should have happened. I don't think Tony Khan should have apologized for this online and then said, "Oh, I took this. You know, this was a call for someone with 30 years wrestling experience, yeah. and I I trusted them, and obviously I did the wrong things. And the, you know, the fans are always he, right. I don't think he should have said that. Just roll with it, no, dude. It's one segment. Just go. With not it. a big fucking deal. Like, yeah, yeah. lights. Yeah, lights went down, and it, it's like, a guy who might not be a world beater. You know, and it's something that this, seems very sports entertainer entertainment to read. But yeah, let's give him a chance. Let's give this guy a fucking chance. There's no reason why we shouldn't. On the but, other hand, they're bringing in a fucking pro basketball player to be a fucking wrestler. <laughs> yeah, who was trained by QT <laughs> apparently. So, okay. so he's in their this own. Guy was yeah, by QT yeah, they Marshall. hired they hired this guy back a, a while. Yeah, he's ago, he's been so. yeah he's been hired for a long time. This isn't a guy doing a celebrity appearance. To be fair. Um, he is a guy that he is from another sport and everything. You kind of hate to see that, but at the same time, he's been he's been signed for a good long time, and he's been getting trained pretty probably every day by QT Marshall. So well, and I'll say the same thing that I say when Vince brings somebody in from you know uh, a, a guy who you know may or may not be proven and puts him in um, a highlight a highlighted spot. There is money to be made in big markets out there that True. will want to tune in and see this guy. Mm-hmm. And There's a big crossover between yeah the NBA being on TBS and AEW also being on TBS. Mm, this guy cross- didn't make a splash in the NBA at all. Okay, I can tell you that enough. from from living in, in <laughs> Dallas. So I, I think a lot of people won't remember him unless they just remember like like he's so freaking big. Um, okay. I, I think it's more of a, a nationality thing. In, okay, in and let's be real. There's a yeah. huge yeah. There's a huge huge yeah. huge Indian market. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And if they got a guy that is actually pretty good, and we, we haven't seen him yet, so I guess we can't say yes or no. So far, I haven't seen any problems. Um, the stuff that he's done looks very natural, and uh, he is he is huge, but like um, he's a fucking, like, so, like, he's a, a spectacle to watch. Like, maybe they picked the right guy. Do you think and this think, is like the said, right place to insert him? Like, with Joe it's a, and, and, it's and the a, Jay Lethal feud? I think that that Jay Lethal and um, Sanjay Dutt they need a heater, and this is fine. They absolutely need a heater because they're gonna they're just gonna get fucked up by Joe and and Jonathan Gresham every week, and they're just gonna end up looking like clowns if they don't have the heater. They need that fucking big equalizer to come after these world beater baby faces. So yes, okay, ready for a rampage? Let's do it. All right, so. AEW Rampage, uh, uh, April 15th. We open up with Gun Club versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Regal's on commentary. A lot of Yuta chants. Yuta's pretty over after that match, of course. Uh, we get a pretty fun match. Uh, the highlight might have just been uh, some of the stuff with Billy Gunn himself. Uh, just being Billy Gunn. Billy Gunn's really good. Uh, him and Danielson have a nice back and forth for a bit. Uh, this was, uh, I thought this was a pretty fun, solid match. Yeah, this was good. Um, I think all three members of Blackpool Combat Club came, like, got all their shit in. Gun Club looked pretty solid, and I'm not really adding much to the conversation, <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this. Cool ma- match wasn't bad. Um, good to see, good to see the ass boys on TV. It's good to see that ass, you know. Good yeah. to see the ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, we had the Butcher versus. A guy did not catch his name. <laughs> Doesn't really matter though. Uh, beats him in a squash match. Wins with a power bomb and mocks Wardlow. Sean Spears on commentary called him the War Pig. I love this fucking name. Oh my god! 
It's like, uh, is that a Black Sabbath reference? He looked good here. I mean, he needed a squash match going into this um, this match with Wardlow. So this was um, very functional, and he did a good job. Right. We then get a is that is that right. a Black Sabbath uh, uh, reference, or is it just the term War Pig? I don't know. I think it was because Wardlow was the war dog, yeah. so he's the war pig as he's yeah, right. taken his well, role. War, war pigs are apparently the war pigs are pigs reported to have been used in ancient warfare as military animals, mostly as a countermeasure against war elephants. Hey, there you go, fucking Hannibal. Get that from Wikipedia. Savage boars. Yeah, I'm looking at Google. <laughs> I mean, it's war pigs is also a pretty famous Black Sabbath. Oh, song. I thought they were the. Okay. I, I, I thought like I, I knew that that was a thing, and I forgot. I was thinking. I thought of the first thing I thought of was the hardcore band War Pigs. Ah, probably a Black Sabbath reference too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe. Yeah, I mean, and he's a he's he's a rock and roller. Scene. Yeah, he's involved in that scene. <laughs> we now get a Dustin Rhodes promo. Says that he's proved what he's got after that uh, Lance Archer match, and now he makes a challenge for a dream match. We will get Dustin Rhodes for CM Punk. Next oh week. man, I never thought. You know, years ago, if you'd have said, hey, dream match, Dustin Rhodes and Sam Punk, <laughs> I might have been like, mm, I don't know if that's a dream match. To but be fair, he did qualify it as a dream match for him. Fair enough. But you know what? This has kind of become a real, yeah. you know, this has yeah. kind of become a legitimate dream match. Yeah, Dustin me. rules. Mm-hmm. And both of these guys are not the quickest guys, you know, and they never were, but they've mastered everything else that a wrestler yeah. needs and they've mastered psychology and yeah this could be fucking incredible and you know what i'm gonna go out on a limb this will be fucking incredible fuck yeah dustin Rhodes. Yeah, i love they this deliver guy. i love this guy i loved this promo too he's great yeah. man he he had us hanging on his every word that's that's just testament to his skill and when he's talking holy shit yeah man i love this fucking guy more of this guy on TV. Fuck is what? What's going, on? dude? You know, you notice we haven't had any Cody Rhodes news. I haven't been following what's going on with him on well, Raw. I or told whatever. you. Okay, to be fair, we recorded and we already covered everything that we were was to cover about Cody Rhodes. And the next bit of news would be tonight because because Raw was tonight when we we're recording. We didn't talk about him last week at all, though. And did we not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I could have swore we talked about like what he was doing on Raw. We talked nope. about two weeks ago. Days. Yeah, two weeks ago. Was that two weeks ago? Yeah. Yep. No. Yep. <laughs> I don't think so. That's Told just... you guys, you wouldn't keep, you wouldn't maintain interest. I, I keep, I kept up with him. Last week was his match with Miz. We didn't talk about it on the show. No, we maybe we didn't. But we also record on Monday nights during Raw. Yeah, so that's true. We just, yeah, we just didn't. We we. I'm I'm following it. Like I've like. If you want, if we if we really want to cover it, we can. I, 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 no, I've 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 been following it. I just want to cover Dustin. Same. Yeah. The superior roads. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, I love Dustin. Yeah. I'm stoked about this fucking match. Let's go. Let's have it. <laughs> Next up, we have Ruby Soho versus Robin Renegade for the Owen Hart Tournament Qualifier match. Oh man. <laughs> the fuck was this? Oh man. <laughs> oh Jesus. So funny. What are they doing? So. We get like this pretty competitive match. Ruby's selling for the most part. And like I a lot of people complained about her absence from television. And I was like, if we're gonna have a competitive match, like why not have it against like I don't know, if someone who's like not gonna be in the tournament, like or maybe I, I don't know if they know that Penelope Ford's not gonna be in the tournament, but like someone like her where you know it's an established act, but instead she's up against Robin Renegade. <laughs> And she's okay, but then we get to a weird spot where she's distracted and she gets replaced by her twin, 
Charlotte Renegade. Let, let's let's Ooh. let's yeah. Who is no Robin Renegade? <laughs> and Charlotte Charlotte goes into full Brie mode. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, the switcheroo is nothing new. I saw a lot of people really upset that they they they. Uh, I think it was done wrong yeah, here. It was totally done wrong because it should have led to a win. What's the point of it otherwise? Or it, or like it's fine if it leads to a loss if it's the twin who was pinned. Yeah. And then it's like, oh well, you never actually there beat you go. The match Good point. never ended. Yeah, exactly. So there was like zero there was zero point. They could have saved this for whenever they were actually ready for the main roster or for the for, for TV. Robin Renegade was actually okay, and the twin was nowhere near as good as the twin as uh, as Robin. Yeah. Holy fuck, this was embarrassing. Dude, when, was, oh when the God. best part of the match, so <laughs> they out themselves as, you know, yeah. at the end of the match, they just, you know, whichever twin comes back from yeah. underneath the ring apron to reveal that there's two of them dressed similarly, and she must have just wrestled two different girl girls, and fucking Ruby Soho's like, <laughs> okay, look, was yeah. so fucking, yeah. oh, yeah. was so funny, so cartoonish, so cartoonish. It was very cartoonish. It's, it was, what a weird fucking situation to put them, everybody involved in. And then like, you would think that these, that those girls would want to kayfabe that they're twins, like she was hiding right, under the yeah, ring that whole so, time. Yeah. yeah go back so in your hole. Yeah, that means that this match was not particularly good, but I'll be lying if I didn't have a fun time watching it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun watching it. No joke. Now, next up, we have Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole for the AEW World Championship match. Uh, this was awesome. The opening, you know, bit with like, you know, the Mark Henry time for the main event thing. Uh, Hangman said that Adam Cole should have, instead of spending the time like taking his title, he should have uh, been writing his will. And after this match, but he probably should have written his will. Oh my God. Uh, this was brutal. Um, just awesome spots. These guys have like really good chemistry, in my opinion. I thought their first match was really good, and this was probably even better. Did yeah, you see I the part this was where yeah. this was this was their best match. But did you see the part where um, where Adam like completely uh, where Adam Page completely lost fucking track of Adam Cole and was like looking for him like when they were outside <laughs> like up in the crowd and stuff like that. He goes, "Where the fuck is he? Where is he?" And then fucking couldn't find him. He was like over off to the side. <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty funny. And then, um, I mean, good match. The best part was uh, was the thing that everybody got offended about. Um, Adam <laughs> Page just in time for Easter put a fucking crown of thorns. He had he had the barbed wire in his in yeah. his hand and was like beating Cole with it. Then he just like puts it like just yeah. slams it on his head and hits a dead eye through a table. Fashion, yeah, he fashions it into a crown of thorns. Yeah, wraps it around <laughs> his head and. It, Dead eyes him through the fucking table head first. Just, just in time for Easter. Right on Good Friday, brother. And it was, dude, mm-hmm. it was so, so good. This, when, you know, when it comes to professional wrestling, I like a good, legitimate feeling clash and, you know, a, a sports based presentation. But just as much when it comes to just projection of, you know, our culture, this is the best kind of professional wrestling when it comes to that. You know what I mean? It's, just that, mm-hmm. oh my God, this was so good. Just the yeah. kind of, just the pomp and circumstance of wrestling. I, you know, <laughs> when it's when it's done right, it looks like this. This was so right. good. And it pissed a lot of people off. It's holiday. It was, and dude, the best oh, people oh, too. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love Eric Bischoff, Road Dog, Vince Russo. I have to read this. So 
the all the traction was on Sean Ross Sapp's tweet where he's like, LMAO, hangman put a crown of barbed wire on Adam Cole's head on Good Friday. <laughs> so then um Eric Bischoff's like, You think this is funny? And then Vince Russo's I I this in hindsight, this is like I think the funniest. I've read thousands of deeply sad comments on social media, but nothing tops this. <laughs> the fucking guy who wrote how WCW killed Vince Russo. Oh my god! And this is the saddest thing he's ever read. <laughs> oh man! Think of like think of everything Jim Cornette has said about Vince Russo on social media and this fucking <laughs> crowd of barbed wire. <laughs> Oh this my was gosh, so good. Dude. This was a bridge too far. Even without the the hilarious reactions that people had and like people grasping their pearls and stuff, this was just so good. Oh my god, how fucking perfect was that? 100%. Like, when he was doing it, and when he's doing it, it's unfolding. You're like, is he is he fucking doing the Jesus spot? Is he doing the fucking Jesus <laughs> the spot? Jesus spot? Yeah. <laughs> well, it just looks so like intense. Like you believe that he wanted to kill this guy and that he was in fact going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I love this. This was Adam Cole's finest moment so far in AEW. He was really good in this match, and it was man, it was so such good back and forth shit. I never thought. I always felt like Cole was coming from behind, which I think was perfect for the story and everything. But he was getting mm-hmm. his shit in, and you know, you're having as a fan, you're having that that doubt that Hangman's going to retain, and that's all you can ask for in a championship match. Is that it doesn't yeah. feel super now at the end of the day, yeah, it, what I thought was gonna happen happened. But just to get that doubt in the match and for the physicality to be so good, for it to pay off as like a no DQ, to get that great fucking like religious reference on a fucking major religious holiday and defend everybody, <laughs> that's re- that's wrestling at its finest, man. American Amer- <laughs> I'll say this, it's American wrestling at its finest. I love American it. wrestling, absolutely straight yeah. up. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. That's funny. Oh boy, man, we have so much more to talk yeah. about still. That takes yeah, that takes us to Battle of the Belts 2. We open up with Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky for the TNT Championship. Uh, the crowd has definitely seemed to turn on one Sammy Guevara, and that was obvious uh, here, if more than ever before, you get uh, the crowd chant, like they, they get like really excited for like a backbreaker uh, to him, like they tell uh, Scorpio to like do it again. Uh, I did notice, uh, speaking of weird signs, I saw a Rip Scott Hall sign. Apparently this guy is, uh, you know, a few weeks late to the party. Well, you know, they're, he was waiting for AEW to come to his town so he could <laughs> let Scott Hall know to rest in peace because he didn't know. Like, Scott Hall was lying in his grave and he was just like, do I, <laughs> Jesus, do I have Hall peace? Or, I mean, yeah. not, not, ready, not ready to move on to the next Do I keep rolling around in here? Or what do I do? What the fuck do I he's, do? And he's he's um, like, hey, oh, brother, thank you. Now I can finally rest in peace. They could have manipulated the crowd a little bit, and I don't know if they did or not for Sammy's reaction. They definitely reaction. didn't. So I couldn't no. tell. Yeah, I couldn't tell if they like downplayed the booze. I or, talked to or I talked to Ernest. He he was there, and he said mm-hmm. that like he said that like it was real bad like for Sammy. Like people were pissed about Sammy, and cool. um, like this is the, and you know what? Um, good good for them. They're fucking leaning into it. They definitely seem to like do their full heel turn here. And, uh, and he won with a low blow. He won. And his finish. He but. won with the low blow. They fed into it. They were smarmy. They've been doing stuff on social media like uh, since then. And man, did fucking Ethan Page cut the the 
what maybe the pro- oh my god like one of the i wasn't gonna say the promo of the year i don't think so but oh my god it was up there for okay, sure fuck. It was, i didn't i didn't see this because this wasn't ooh. on the broadcast this was like uh boy this promo fucking rule yeah, yeah i sent i sent this to you yeah. uh yeah this was on tw- uh twitter but he uh so he got a little bit of blood i think it must have been on mm-hmm. that moonsault to the outside yes i think so and six stitches like, by the way yeah, so he just goes, like, rants, like, you know, like, you said you don't give a shit about my family, Sammy. Well, that's obvious because you've, like, you know, damaged the moneymaker and that, you know, he's gonna... It just, like, super intense. Basically just says that they're, like, gonna destroy them and uh, that they, like, they want him out of this company and so do the fans. Like, just building yeah. all into that heat. Killer, like, this was killer, killer fucking promo. Yeah. Scorpio Sky talks next. Killer fucking promo. Yeah. And then uh, you don't even need to say, like, you don't even, there's no introduction. Fucking uh, Dan Lambert cuts his fucking killer part of the promo and then Paige Van Zandt does what she does. And then, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, killer fucking promo. I need Holy to go back and watch shit. this. Because you gotta watch if, this. If I was coming into this cold, it would, it they kind of played it up like, they are cheating uh, the whole match. And so Sammy's like, you know what? Fuck it. Finally, if you guys are going to cheat, I'm going to cheat too. So it didn't come off. Well, as- Ty also cheated. She like, um, yeah. when uh, Sammy w- or uh, Scorpio was going for the, like trying to grab the rope, she like flicked his hands off of it. Oh, Scorpio that's cheated. Right. Yeah. yeah. They, they were, they were trading cheats. And then like the, the end, the end of the match, Scorpio goes for the eye poke. So it looks a little heelish. And then fucking Sammy just gives him the fucking like goes one step further or not one step, but a big step further and hits him with the full <laughs> low blow. And that's how he fucking ends up winning the match. So it was a little gray. It was a little the match gray. was the match was great. No, I don't think so. I think they fully they this is a full heel turn. hundred percent. And in my opinion, and they've been playing into it on Twitter as well. And Sammy it seems like a if picture. they were going to do a full heel turn, then then Scorpio Sky wouldn't have been cheating with his with his well group. i didn't i didn't I, I didn't well i didn't say that they fucking turned baby face i just said that sammy turned heel so uh he's even posting stuff on twitter with a big poofy jacket like like <laughs> lay lay like laying in the like laying into the fans. of, of yeah, fucking so, villainy exactly. to be fair exactly. and he said he said i heard you guys love that i love uh are loving my third tnt title reign and like he's they're laying into okay. it and if it's yeah like i've it, i've never seen a more blatant fucking heel turn in my life so well, that's not true but you know what i mean it, it's it's yeah. <laughs> yeah, far yeah, more blatant yeah you're right you're turns. right it's it's a blatant heel turn to me and um Fuck, dude! I maybe uh, men of the year aren't turning babyface, but fuck, their that promo was fire, and I'll never not like these guys. So <laughs> they're babyface to me. What did you think about the, ma- the the match, though? I mean, the uh, match was the match was awesome. The match yeah. was actually really match good. Was pretty good. It was yeah. good, and you know what? Since they leaned into that stuff, like it was hot. Like the match was hot. It was fun to watch. Um, excellent match. And Sammy and dude, Scorpio looked odd. Dude, his punches are so cool. Like those like low boxing style punches. They yeah. Look so good. Yeah. Why do, why don't more people do that? It looks, uh, it looks terrific. It the, seems the, like the, a, the, it seems like an obvious thing to do, but not a lot of the people work are punch, doing it. The work punch is a lost art amongst many. Yeah. That's question. true. And he's, he's doing a great job. And man, Sammy, yeah. Sammy, I mean, when, he really puts on that, you know, the effort in these matches. And, you know, we've had our criticism about his selling or whatever, but the guy puts the effort out there. And more often than not, when it's a big match for a title or a, a marquee match with this guy, we end up fucking at least entertained, if not kind of wowed. So, yeah. And yeah, props you know, to him, speaking, sp- speaking of work punches, um, and I know, we, I know we're way past this match now, the, the, the hangman and, and Cole match, uh, like, 
when when you say that people like it's a lost art and you see a lot of people do these fucking this lame hockey fight where they're hitting each other's shoulders mm, really I softly but really fast yeah i saw that in that match that's terrible and the top even the top wrestlers in the industry fucking do it yep. it just needs to go away Next up, uh, we had Jonathan Gresham versus Dalton Castle for the ROH World Championship. Love uh, Dalton comes out with the uh, the boys. Uh, it was interesting, kind of. You could tell the crowd didn't really know either of these guys super well, but they mm. won them over by the end. They did, and that's always like nice to see. This was a fun match. I love this man. Dalton Castle is a fucking star. God, he's so uh, good. Fuck. He's so he's so good. And uh, like he he does a lot of this he does really fucking unique like big guy stuff, and uh, that I like and it's very athletic and stuff and and the the guys that he has apparently the the guy the the guys that are portraying the boys are like the original guys now and they weren't before when we saw or we we saw them before or okay. something like that there was something about like them like the same people not doing it and there's something about like people think that they're like better. Um, than the guys that they ended up getting or something like that. But they were really on. Fucking loved every single thing. That promo he cut at the beginning of the match was fucking amazing. I was fu- like laughing out loud. What was he referencing in that? No idea. I loved his delivery. I loved his delivery. I had I fucking laughed and that's all it was for me. Like it was great. I literally think it was either like a fucking like tailspin like Disney Afternoon Adventures reference or like the Rescuers <laughs> fucking cartoon or something. Like it was something like that. It was something that's Yeah, it was sort a pretty of, he, like what's the he said he was gonna like stuff him in a duvet. Like Yeah, and he yeah. said it was a pretty yeah. funny yeah. problem. It was it was great. It was so good. And like I was cracking up, my friend was cracking up, we were just we loved this and uh, it was I love I love the moments where like you know the boys are gonna fucking like they're they're fanning him off and stuff like that and then mm-hmm. there's the fucking part where he did the um I don't remember if it was like an airplane spin I think it was an airplane spin but he does some kind of spinning uh, move to uh, to Jonathan Gresham and then the boys start fucking spinning with him and stuff and they have this hard camera shot and it shows them all all three like in sync like they have Dalton Castle dead center and they have the boys on like either side of him but they're outside the ring and they have their arms out and they're spinning with him and it looked fucking just unbelievable it was so good so they everything about that he's officially signed like the graphic is out there and stuff but uh, um dalton castle oh it is yes yes thank god dude if you didn't jump on him i don't know what like how can you call yourself a promoter you know they also mentioned gresham's height at five four and Oof. the thing the thing about that is he is built like a little like he looks like a little badass Hawaiian punch guy, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so so he's but so so what happens is he's really short. So when he takes a lot of things that don't look spectacular on your average height wrestler, it looks spectacular when when, when fucking he does Gresham it. has to take it. Yeah. And yeah. and it's the best of both worlds because you get that and he's fucking just stacked. Like yeah. he's like a yeah. fucking I don't know. I think brick shit house is 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 yeah. um, is usually uh, designated for you know describing you know someone's sexiness or whatever. But that dude, uh, let's just fuck it. He's, he's built like a brick shit house. I don't care. Yeah. Hey, don't say you wouldn't. Yeah, I'm not gonna say okay. I wouldn't. Yeah, dude. And like <laughs> they they had great chemistry. I know they've had matches before, yeah. and they referenced that. This was my favorite match of this night. I liked it better than the TNT title match. I liked it better than the the, the women's championship match. We're about to discuss. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think this fair, was yeah. fucking cool. Yeah, I love was, both these guys. I'm a hu- I've yeah. become a huge Dalton Castle fan. We saw him in that. Uh, I think Cody won the ROH title off of him several mm-hmm. years back, right? I didn't think that was that good. 
you know, well, let's blame Cody. What that's what we're doing this show. Let's blame Cody. Because yeah. man, Dalton Castle is fucking terrific. God, he's awesome. Yeah, he's excellent. I'm, there was there was something about like I remember when he was champion, people were really excited that he was ROH world champion. But something about like him like falling off during that time, I don't remember what the controversy was. I think but... he I heard he I heard he had a back injury too. It, it, that might that could have been okay, it. Yeah. That makes Who sense. knows? It's it's hard to say, but with that said, like Dalton Castle's such a strong character. He's so good at it that, like, dude, he didn't have to do any of the cool shit that he does. Cool shit, like he's really good. But if he didn't do any of the cool shit, you could be purely entertained by this guy. He's got like star power and charisma, and he's one of those guys that doesn't even have to do too much to entertain you and have that's, a good match. That's true, but that he does, that he is so capable of so mm-hmm. much, man. It puts him like fucking big time on my radar. Love this mm-hmm. guy. Same. I love the gimmick. Mm-hmm. I love the boys. I love yeah. peacock dancing. I might yep. fucking I might start fucking taking some peacock dancing classes. Become one of the boys. I'm into it. I wouldn't mind being yeah. one of the boys. I'll fan him. <laughs> Walks on your back. I'll fan him. After this, we get a, a post match beatdown. So Gresham uh, retains. You mentioned that, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay. Gresham retains, and then uh, Lethal and Co attack following up on the uh, Supercard of Honor show, and we get a better look at our boy Satnam Singh. He looked a lot better here. Not that he looked horrible he looked, before, but he definitely felt legitimate. This here. was the right way to, to to introduce him. He comes fucking marching down the fucking ramp like he has some shit to get done. Yeah. Like destroys yeah, the boys. He looked fucking pissed, taking like fucking steps, like staring at the ring. And you and like I saw that. Don't even know much about the guy. And I was like, oh fuck. Like I was like, oh shit. This looks this is awesome. And he fucking just marches down to the ring, grabs the fucking boys, choke slams the shit out of them, uh, catches gr- catches Gresham. There's this insane shot. Like obviously he's like standing in the in, in the ring and he's facing yeah. Gresham. Gresham is five four. He's gig- I don't even know how tall he is, but he's gigantic. Just he looks like his com- twice complete big. twice like may- even more. Like he's more than twice <laughs> he's, for sure. He's ten. And there's foot a, there was six. a shot. There was a shot where he when he grabs Gresham and he goes to one knee. And he is still taller yeah. than Gresham. <laughs> like, it's insane. And they did a good job of this. Like, this whole thing was really good. I'll put it this um, way. I think you're I think you're right. And the reason um, I think you're right is that, so Joe comes down to make, mm-hmm. like, the save or whatever. And he's carrying a lead pipe or what, you know, yeah, some type of Yeah, to equalize. Yeah. It seemed like, yeah, he needs that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> this guy's fucking huge. And then you've got Lethal out there, too. So it seemed justified that he would need that fucking pipe. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, let's see how I did how find tall, it a little funny when they he? uh, he's seven two. I thought I figured he'd be a little taller than that. I did find it a little amusing when Joe and uh, Gresham touched titles like for a TV title. The ROH title looks uh, the ROH TV title rather looks so fancy. well. The uh, I think it looks fancier than the original. Well, that's their um, that's their like new, new newer design. And okay. Gresham has the old school ROH title, the one that like Joe and CM Punk and, yeah. and Danielson had. And to be honest, I love that old fucking, so, yeah. like, I love that fucking, it's like iconic to me. And um, they had that new one that looks more like the TV title looks now, except bigger. Gotcha. But I really, yeah, I, I like our, I like Gresham's belt that he's wearing. I hope they, I, I hope they stay going with that. I noticed that he's not carrying both, but I, I it's, it was awesome. It was a cool moment to have both of the, those champions fucking standing tall 
showing off the mm-hmm. ROH world titles and uh, and that's that's fucking fantastic. They're they're treating that company that he just bought with absolute respect. This is a far cry from the way they had WCW portrayed on WWE TV when they bought WCW. And that takes us to our main event, Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose for the AEW Women's Championship. Uh, they both came out in fancy ring gear. Uh, notably, Taz said that Thunder Rosa stole JR's hat. She looked good. She looked good. Here tonight. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah, she looked yeah. great. Yeah, she looked amazing, like a big star. And but what happened? What the fuck happened? They had I'll tell everything you. going for them. I'll tell you. Okay. And I'm gonna say it. Go and you can Do clip. It. You can clip this. Nyla Rose fucking sucks. Okay. She sucks. Wow. She fucking sucks. Yeah. And and the reason I say that is because like you know that she has ability and she just refuses to fucking do the shit apply that everybody herself? knows. Yeah, the appliers have yeah. do the shit that every I'm not saying she doesn't work hard. She's just she's not working at the right things. She's not watching fucking tape. She's doing and she's just, not she's she's not taking advantage of her size and her power. She's selling too much. She's not she's hitting, absolutely hit, selling too much. She's she's not hitting the big fucking scary power shit. Oh my god! Like what's what the fuck's wrong? That that's what yeah. was wrong with this match. She's sloppy. Hundred percent. It was very sloppy and it wasn't very good. Their chemistry was very much off. Man, they had everything going to this match. I was actually looking forward to seeing this match, and I was very disappointed. There's a spot where Nyla climbs to the top rope and then just kind of like jumps down. Yeah, and just kind of toward it, the end of the match, and like it was sloppy. Can't, don't know what that was supposed to be. Like it was sloppy. She looked tired, and it looks she looked blown up. It was sloppy. She looked blown up. Just yeah. real sloppy. I don't know what it was supposed to be. So well, and I was gonna say like I think she's fine in some matches, but it's like every time she has like the big matches. Yeah, and when she should deliver the most is when she like absolutely doesn't. What happens? What's going on? Man? I thought like, Rosa looked pretty good. I thought she carried this match to yeah. being being as good as it was, which wasn't yeah. very good. But I think without her, like with you know, I'm, I'm not gonna throw anybody in the bus right now because I feel mean saying what I just said about Nyla. But I think with with in lesser hands, this could have been an absolute fucking just like it might have been showered with booze. Fucking you know, this, this sucked. Yeah, it didn't. And you know what? It didn't suck. It just sucked against expectations. Yeah, and Nyla Nyla has all the tools. What the fuck is happening here? Like, it's just somebody needs to pull her aside or something. We said it before. She just needs to fucking. They need to lock her in a room with Aja Kong tapes and just say, "Do this." Lock her in a room with Aja Kong. Locker, yeah, with the actual Aja Kong. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, uh, yeah. Oh my gosh, dude. Like, please. Like, Nyla has all the fucking tools. She has every fucking bit. She can talk. She 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 looks like a threat. She doesn't look like a fucking backyarder or anything like that. Like just fucking fix your fix what you do. Like Jesus Christ. It didn't help that they did the fucking pie gimmick right or the cake gimmick right before yeah. the this yeah. match. Like they were doing such a good job with those promos and then they fucking ruin it with the fucking cake spot. Like what the fuck, dude? Yeah, it was pretty low. Ugh. Anyways, yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about this shitty match anymore. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's move on to New Japan Windy City Riot. Okay. Yes. I loved this show. I know that we have differing opinions. And uh, we watched. We each watched some of it separately. I watched the entire show separate from you guys. So this will be interesting. But I, I really like this show. I had such a good time watching it from start to finish. And I just want to say this before we get started. 
this this show felt like where New Japan needs to be right now, like as a whole. Like it feels it felt like it's it was a marriage of what they're doing in the United States and what they're doing in Japan. Obviously, not everybody was showcased. Like we didn't have Okada or Shingo or all these guys that are in Japan and stuff like that. But I loved seeing that these guys that they've been developing in the United States with some of the guys that they've been using in, in, in Japan, it just felt like a really good fucking mix. Like I finally felt like New Japan was whole watching this show. Even after all, even after watching New Japan Cup, no matter how good ZSJ Okada was, or like no matter how good like these matches have been recently, like the undercards have been kind of rough for us when we watch New Japan like proper. And this literally, like, I felt like I was enjoying the fucking prelims. I felt like I was enjoying the the tag matches, um, and I was I, I loved I was in, into the fucking grudge matches. Like, I finally feel I finally felt like New Japan was whole with this show. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So Joey's been breaking edge. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Been, I, weird. I, I, like, okay. I don't know how okay. he watches the show. I thought it was good. I hear what you're saying about like the uh, undercard. Uh, um, tag like tag matches and multi-man matches that we yeah. see on the the new japan proper undercards we got multi-man and tag matches here so the formula was the same to me this yeah. this was more of a new japan strong pay-per-view with a with a few cc's of new japan proper injected into it i i think that if this would have been on new japan world live and just included with my new japan world subscription i'd have been a little bit happier than shelling out the the money for it like the Twenty dollars was and, it? And twenty it was bucks and tax okay. or whatever. I liked the LA Dojo versus Factory opener. Actually, the opener was a dark match yeah. with Will or Yuta and Rocky Romero. But that wasn't on. Really? Was, was I that didn't on see yours? That. Really? That was it not wasn't. On my yeah, feed, no. it was a dark match. Advertised as a dark match. I guess it happened because it was advertised, but it wasn't. It wasn't on the show. And I, yeah, I got the English commentary. There was uh, some audio issues in the first like twenty minutes of the show. They got it figured out. I know you said the crowd noise was a little poor yeah. on the Japanese commentary. It was it was pretty good on the English I felt, commentary. I, I feel I feel like I feel weird that you say that it's like it felt like a New Japan Strong show with a couple of New Japan proper mixed in. I felt like they did yeah. like just the just the proper like just the right amount of like mixture. Like they they had like the um, obviously they had these little like these invasion matches. They haven't been doing like I mean that's AEW stuff, but they've had. Um, we had uh, Yuji Nagata and and, mm-hmm. and Filthy Tom Lawler in a match. Like that's a yeah. mix right there. That, like but I that's feel like been it built, had a really good yeah. amount of mixture there. That's been I built, feel like that's been built on strong because Nagata's been doing some stuff there, and they built all that. They built that whole sure match building on it strong. on strong is one thing, but like still, they're using New Japan proper guys that have been New Japan through and through from for. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. It felt like a the New Japan Strong Show with an injection of some a few cc's of I don't know. New I Japan feel, proper. I feel like it was like coming together. That's just me. I maybe it's just me, but I felt like things were like it felt whole to me. Like it felt like this is the right way to do like the, that. They yeah. should be doing their shows. Suzuki's should... been on Strong. Ishii's been on Strong for a while. Yeah. Um, Mox has shown up there. He hasn't been in New Japan proper for a long time. Osprey being there, yeah, okay. But, you know, L.A. Dojo and Factory, that's 100% yeah. strong. Like, it had the Bullet Club was all the American Bullet Club guys. Like, Jay White True. hasn't been in New Japan proper mm-hmm. in a long time. He's been on strong. And all that so, to me, this felt more like a strong pay-per-view with a little with that bit. Said, with that said, like, I don't like to see it as strong because it's still, they're using these guys that have been New Japan proper, and it feels like they're coming home almost, like, to me. Yeah. 
And I like, get that. I get what you're saying. It it didn't feel wholly like a like a big strong show. And, and I like strong. I think strong is fucking awesome. Don't, to don't me, get me wrong. When I was watching this, this felt more like a New Japan show than any New Japan show, like proper show we've watched in the last like since Wrestle Kingdom. Even Wrestle Kingdom had some fucking weird, questionable shit on it. Like it, this felt like I was excited I think this about did too. All, yeah, I felt it felt this was not just the best, but it felt like just the most New Japan New Japan show I've seen in a long hmm. fucking time. I don't and, know. I I think this felt pretty on par with what we've seen in New Japan proper in terms of. Quality match and quality, some questionable match stuff. quality, match quality. Maybe there's to I, me there was only one bad match on this show. The strong guys, enjoy. the strong guys don't. I, I've made this accusation before because in a lot of the multi man matches, especially the veterans, they're mailing it mm-hmm. in. I thought Nagata yeah. mailed it in here too and cast a check. Like I don't I had, feel like that. With I, that I, said, I feel Lawler was putting out a lot of effort. Nagata is he's in like I'm a veteran. Like I'm gonna fucking make this money and and do Nagata a little bit and then just have a. I'm not, you know what I mean. Doc and I were talking about. Suzuki I don't think that's. I don't agree about with these that. guys' age and I don't. He's not and he's fucking still putting out. You know a pretty. Yeah, fucking, but everybody's gonna be different. One fifty year old is not gonna be the same as another fifty. That's year true, old. but but Nagata. And, but but I'm saying Nag- there's a lot. Nagata did not of, mail of it in. Nagata did not mail it in. I think I thought, he no, did. No, I think I, he cashed a check. I think I know. I don't. He's he. I don't. I don't. He came to America. Maybe even there was jet lag. He probably did his best. I don't. I don't feel like he fucking cashed a check. That's I've seen him. I've seen him that. in the last couple of years really put some effort uh, <clears throat> into a match with like a young lion or something. And right. I know he can still put forth a little bit more effort than this. I don't feel like I don't feel like that he mailed it in here. Maybe he wasn't his best, but I definitely mailing it in. That's insane. No, cast and Lawler chat. and Lawler busts. It's not as bad as mailing it in. <laughs> whatever the fuck, whatever. <laughs> call it call it whatever the fuck you want. I don't I don't agree. And uh, Lawler, I thought was really great here. Um, yeah. I felt like he did a good job of getting like who he is over. He fucking had the fucking uh, cut off fucking denim shorts. Took off the shorts to reveal fucking uh, tights with denim print. <laughs> That was fucking you know, awesome. you know what he looks like to me. He looks like the guy who's like getting impatient, standing in line at the gas station. And he's like Straight holding, up. he's holding like an original monster, and he's like waiting to get his cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> he does, but he's good. He's a good wrestler. Uh, he's a legit wrestler. He's yeah. you know fucking MMA guy, mm-hmm. and he does a good job of like portraying like what he wants to do. And like I like him um, a lot. Yeah, I he's like got he's got he's got a ton of personality. I I, I like this. It wasn't my favorite match on the card, but I definitely I I, I don't I don't agree. I think I don't share. The, it was the it was the only match on the card where like I wasn't like I mean I know Tom Lawler a little bit, but I haven't like seen a ton of his matches. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like this got me invested in him. I like I will say like the multi man match before that, like the Team Lawler versus yeah whatever five man assorted team that was. Mm-hmm. I I didn't really get anything out of that. Like I was like that was the one Kratos one in it, right? So yeah, so, Kratos so, was good. So the match, so the match, that match wasn't like like when I say like the matches were like I enjoyed watching every match. I'm not saying that they were all fucking five stars, right? And maybe that's where the 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 miscommunication. No, is. no, no, not but, at all, not at all. And, no, and when I, when I watched when I watched this, I fucking had fun watching it. I loved the fucking opener. It felt like an AEW like mid card. Yeah, Dynamite that's exactly match. what it felt it, like, like to me it, because it, it, it was yeah, the AEW yeah, mid card. It, it really was, but like not all, only <laughs> half of it. But it was a really. But card, I don't. Really. You don't see. You don't see those kind of tag matches on fucking NJPW. And when I saw it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Well, so LA Dojo guys, match, LA Dojo guys, and I'll say this about them: they don't ever mail it in. 
They never mail it in. They're fucking incredible. Their stakes, the stakes is so high for them. You know what I mean? So they fucking fit right in with that fucking um, high energy, high personality fucking kind of wrestling. And I I liked uh, the opener with with the factory and and LA. It was it was wonderful. Fucking wonderful match. Clark, you talk about your favorite up and comer being, you know, LP Phantasmo. Yeah, yeah, and Clark Connors is mine. I fucking love that dude. I God, still think I that he's him. like I, I think he is do you consider him an up and comer now? Like when I say up and comer, so I mean than, like more a guy so than that's LP. actually moving up the card. I don't see him as moving up the card just I, yet. Mm, okay, but a little bit. A little he's bit. good. I mean he's great. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's great. Not, Maybe he's, he's not your favorite young lion. Uh, I don't he's know. He's not technically a young lion anymore. Yeah, you're right. He's like in limbo. He's like in a pseudo excursion. <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, yeah, so, kind of pseudo. But yeah. uh, it, speaking on speaking on that, uh, Umora was back in his young line gear after yeah. we saw him with a little swag Which is, and yeah, Bloodsport. We, we saw him with some new gear. Yeah, yeah. Now he's back. So that was weird. One thing about that, like the, the- Pulled back from excursion. Not ready. The second tag match, it was a lot of fun as well. But the real, the big highlight, it finished so strong. Alex, fucking, Alex Coughlin and fucking Kratos. Is that what you're dude, talking about? Yeah, dude. Alex Coughlin is fucking awesome. The stuff like, with Kratos was really good. Yeah, it was so good. And dude, when Kratos fucking did that, that fucking crazy dive, dive. Oh, shit. Oh, my mm-hmm. God, yeah, I dude. I was going to wipe The crowd out. went fucking nuts. When he, when he like, he was in the corner. Like, he wasn't even in a spot that you would usually be when you tease a dive. Like he was all the way in the corner with the people on the outside on the other side in the corner like yeah. like near the corner. And like he did that look, that old school that not old school but that fucking classic look where like you know somebody's thinking about doing a dive and then everybody was fucking jumping out of their seat to, like is he really going to fucking do this? And he fucking ran and he dove over the fucking top Dude, rope and fucking landed and nobody's going to catch this guy. He's too big, he's too heavy. They tried but there's no, it, I don't blame anybody on this. And he fucking landed so hard, but everybody fucking bumped for him and people went fucking ballistic for this fucking spot. And it was such a surprise. And it was like, awesome. He kind of, yeah. he, he teased it just long enough. And I make this yeah. criticism sometimes of guys like really milking it, really milking it, really milking it. It doesn't make sense to do yeah. that when you're Or not do it enough. Days. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this was, yeah, this was just the right amount of that. And it was a big surprise. But up until. Him and 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 Coughlin like kind of squaring off in this dive. I didn't really think much of this. It was just kind of like right. I, I would compare it to something no, we see. No, in no, and it, it, it ended strong. When when I say this, like you know, it wasn't the greatest match ever, but I had fun watching it. And then the ending fucking made up for any kind of mundane stuff that was happening before. Like it finished so strong, and this is why I really liked it. Yeah, I was gonna say there was a guy in the match. I I didn't catch his name. Um, who I was watching in there. I think he was on not Team Lawler, so he was on the other team. I was watching him move. I'm like, this guy is like a step above Hanma. Yeah. And like just a single who step. Who was it? And I was like, I don't know who it was. And I, I don't want to like say who I think it was just because like I don't know for sure. Say it. But he, I, I thought it might have been uh, Fred Rosner. Fred Rosser? Okay. So I thought he was pretty good. Was he, he was bald and he had a goatee? That that's yes. Darren Young. Was it Darren Young? Darren Young, yeah, Darren Young. I didn't realize he was listed. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That is, yeah. I don't know, man. Like I, I've seen him before, and like I thought he was not great in that. Like he, the way he was moving, it just like it reminded me of Hanma. Like the way he just moved, very really action figure esque and stiff. Yeah, I thought he looked so so much better than when than I remember him seeing him seeing him in like WWE and stuff. I thought he did a good job. He was doing a jo- good job of like 
shedding that old fucking like uh just idea of who he used to be as a primetime player or whatever in WWE. Like I thought he was pretty good. I liked it. And we also had Black Tiger Mask Underground or the latest Black Tiger Mask and we had some back yeah. and forth with each other <laughs> yeah. on who I could this not, was. I, I could not believe that this was Ricky Reyes. I could not believe it. He looked so different. His ass crack was showing. He wasn't in good Dude, my, shape. My favorite and was like, like, you were like, that's not Ricky Reyes. Look at Ricky Reyes. And you like posted a picture of him from like 2005. <laughs> I'm like, bro, 17 years ago. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't. I just did not want to fucking accept the reality that this is Ricky Reyes now. And holy shit, um, he was—he didn't really do much, so I can't really say here nor there if he was any good. But um, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I—I I, and like I mentioned, I always thought that he was limited in what he was able to do, or, or you know, I don't—I'm not criticizing his work ethic or anything, but I thought in those Havana. Havana Pitbulls matches or whatever. Like, um, I thought Rocky kind of carried that a little bit. And then in the Ring of Honor, I think he was kind of protected in the way the matches kind of played out. But he was good in that role. I just didn't think like so, he was, was too uh, versatile. Th- that's pure storyline, though, right? Like, uh, like Rocky Romero was Black Tiger. And, yeah. So yeah. he's Black Tiger. I guess he's coming out. They have like a history or something like that. That's a pretty good story to tell. I don't know how well they're doing it. I haven't been keeping up as well, but, um, Interesting. I don't know. I, I hope he does some fucking jumping jacks or something. I don't know. I just it was. I just don't want to see his ass crack anymore. We, very weird. I mean, the, like like fucking Eddie Guerrero was Black Tiger. Black Tiger Tiger is somewhat. Ishii fucking was uh, Black Tiger for a while too, if you remember. Was he? I did not yeah. know that Ishii mm-hmm. was. We'll have to go insane. back and watch some Ishii so, era Black Tiger match. Those are some big fucking shoes to fill. So pull up your pants. <laughs> Wear a belt. Wear a fucking wrestling belt. I don't Next was know. Uh, the the strong open weight title match with Lawler and Nagata yeah. that we kind of just talked yeah. about. So we can we can kind of go past that. Yeah, there was one thing I wanted to say about this was the finish. Where like, and I it was the weirdest thing I've ever like fucking seen for a match. Usually Nagata gets a penalty kick, um, hit on him, and he just fires up. And then immediately eats another move and loses. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck did I just see? Like. Did, did something skip and it's like no like this is what happened it was so bizarre that's how it would happen in a shoot brother yeah you, fucking fi- yeah, you fire guess, up yeah. you fire up and take another yeah take another fucking hit yeah i guess you're right yeah we're we're finished next up wasn't the best match for sure oh boy next up united empire versus bullet club yes scott norton is introed by doc anderson as the newest member of the bullet club scott oh fucking norton and we just, so my immediate my immediate thought of this was has bullet club finally hit rock bottom <laughs> no I, I i had fun watching this match too and, and some of it for different for a completely different well, reason some of it for different reasons some of it was pretty enjoyable to watch i like seeing elp and stuff like that it wasn't the worst match on the card but like I just don't know like what the fuck is up with like all the Scott Norton stuff. Uh, I like I know Scott Norton was uh, was a uh, was a top guy in New Japan during their dark times. He maybe he was one of the guys that had the company on his shoulders, so they have a lot of respect for him and stuff like that in that regard. Like maybe he was over in Japan during that time, and like n- the Americans weren't really watching New Japan at that time, or at least not very much. And so, like, they send him over to America, and they put they like they have him like signing autographs and shit like that. Like, we went to a show, and he was sitting at a chair signing autographs as if like people. And they had like 
signs printed up, like posters made. Scott like they motherfucking put, Norton like, is here. Yeah, yeah, they put some stuff in him. Like, did they just think that he's over here in America? Like, he was a fucking like lower tier guy in the fucking NWO on TV. Whether he was good or not in Japan, people don't really see him that way here. And so here he is introducing him like he was this fucking like like legendary wrestler and he's joining Dude, the bullet the club. japanese commentary was like they're like legend yeah Legendal. yeah they were, they were like super putting they it were over pumped. they were so pumped and then, and then like like i don't know like it's like scott norton like he knows this and he doesn't want to fucking tell them like oh they don't care about me brother he just wants to take his now you're talking about cashing a paycheck yeah. he's just like <laughs> he's just like i gotta ride this out while i can brother with that said and i know you said the crowd noise was a little dead on your feed but he got a decent pop Okay, they they gave him a "You still got it" chant, and I I was just kind of like wondering, did he ever have it? That was ha- that was that had to be fucking ironic, right? Okay, let's just like that, it's a, it's Chicago, it's Chicago. This is not a stupid crowd. They had to be just being funny. They were probably thought it was hilarious. I think that he nah, was there. I, I think they were trying to be like respectful and like do a That's chant possible that they knew. Too. But Holy okay, let's shit, let's, let's cut it to was the a chase. pity you still got like, a chance. Like, there's he nothing gets, else listen. important in this match except for what he did. So let's talk about that. There actually is one other yes, thing. I, important. I okay, I'm sorry. Okay, all right, I, I kind of want to point out um, before that uh, we were talking about how um, I think it was not on the show, but Davey had mentioned that Hikuleo had that like match of Jay White, where it was like to be like the future is now yeah. thing. If Hikaleo is the future, I never want the future to happen. Holy cow, he sucked in this match. He wasn't this bad when he, we saw him on AEW. What happened? No. What's happening here? He's, it seems like he has been told, hey, you know, um, watch these Kane matches and just do this. Watch <laughs> these Kane matches. Yeah, because he's working like he's working like a, a WWE, WWF big man kind of safe kind of style. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe th- I think he's watching like some Brodus Clay matches or something. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's where he wants to end up. Who knows, man? But <laughs> the, well, the other thing before we get to the lead here, Aussie Open is here representing United Empire, and this is the first time I've actually seen them. This tag team, and they get their shit in for a while. They get some of their signature moves in, and they're great. I I can't wait to see these guys as a proper tag team, and it would be really cool to see them competing in in Japan and maybe a revitalized tag. Uh, tag division there that would be really cool and i think these guys would be a, a great addition um i although i know the tag team champions are united empire maybe these guys could go for the junior um yeah that seems belt. to be the role right yeah, yeah. So, so speaking of the uh tag champions great Khan really over with this crowd yeah did you see that did you see the girl that was dressed as great Khan? yes yeah, i was gonna I point her, her out too. on twitter actually yeah <laughs> Really, so, that was he, I think he was like reacted with to her too. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was a really good cosplay, straight up. So and I love that he like puts the hat on when he's like walking to the back. You know, you know my uh, my friend she uh, she pointed out that like because I never really got what his gimmick was, and apparently they're like these uh, these like Chinese vampires. Oh, and that's uh, what yeah. that's what he's portraying. I forgot what they're called. I, I should have asked her. But, yeah, I I but, know yeah. I know what they're called, and it's like oh, fuck, I can't remember the term, but I've got. I've got a several movies like Mr. Vampire and yeah. Encounters, of, Encounters of the Spooky Kind and shit, and they're fucking really entertaining movies. And there's a shit ton of them produced in Hong Kong primarily, and they're really entertaining. But especially Mr. Vampire, like if you're listening and you want an entertaining motherfucking movie, track down Mr. Vampire. It is a fucking trip. It is a ride. Um, but let's get to the lead. Scott Norton gets <laughs> tagged in, and I think he 
Does he come out against TJP and TJP tags in Jeff Cobb? No, he comes out to Jeff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Cobb. So Jeff Cobb. Yeah, him and, and Jeff and, Cobb do the exchange, which oh is pretty boy. good. This was pretty good. There's a They exchange suplexes, and it's fine. You know, whatever. It's, the crowd was actually hyped because they're seeing <laughs> Scott Norton. And if you look, if you look at his old matches, he's a similar build to uh, Cobb, right? Not anymore, but. So they hit a couple of suplexes and then eventually TJP runs in to do a double team and Norton is overcoming and he hits TJP with a pretty bad lariat. And he hits him with a punch. Right, yeah, he, he yeah, hits him no, with a punch no. and TJP, I don't think, realizes no, he, it's supposed to be the most delayed yeah, sell yeah, ever. Really. This is like when, remember when Lala was like, I don't, I don't sell what I don't feel. This is what he was doing here. Like he was like the funniest looking punch, and he was like, "What the fuck?" Like he couldn't believe what he. I don't fucking, think he the, wouldn't the have sold it if if he didn't feel it because it's like a, a veteran. I think it was like right. he wasn't sure it was a punch, <laughs> it was so, so he didn't know how to sell. It. Then he sell. Then he bumps for the kick, and then he bumps for a pretty bad looking lariat that Norton throws on him. But then, dude, dude Norton, the kick. Norton goes. Norton moves across the ring targeting Cobb and hits him with the Atari 2600 of fucking lariats. It is. I think straight up, I think this was worse than some of the lariats that Vince McMahon was doing at WrestleMania. Dude, it is. It was. It was. It was. If there was an Atari 2600 game called Lariat, this is what it would look like. He sticks his arm out, kind of walks over, and kind of t- dude and Cobb bless his heart, like bumps for him real hard. Did they just bury Jeff Cobb? Hey, that and, was literally my first thought and, when I saw And this. Norton realizes how bad it was to his credit. He realized how terrible it was immediately, and he stops and just screams, "Fuck!" Yeah, he goes, he goes dude, "Fuck!" Dude, I am fucking dying, dude. The crowd, oh, the crowd boos it. The crowd turns on him and boos that shit. By the way, and he screams, "Fuck!" Good. And dude, when he's when he's fucking. When he's fucking, when he's tagging out, like, wait, who fucking? Somebody gives him a consolation pad. Is it fucking Anderson or Gallows? Fucking it's, it's Anderson. Anderson. Yeah, Anderson. Gallows like reacts when it happens. He kind of oh like, looks like, oh, uh, dude, he gives him a little consolation pad. Like, like it's don't a, worry, it's okay, brother. Buddy. Don't worry, okay, brother. Buddy. Get him next time. Yeah. Oh, this was so funny. I was dying. I was, we we watched it back a few times before yeah, we started. The fuck out of frustration, just fuck. <laughs> Holy god. shit! So oh good. my god! I can't remember. I can't remember. I think. Uh, I think United. Yeah, United Empire goes over, but whatever. If I will, all we're gonna remember is that lariat. <laughs> Before we move on to this next part, so there's this. Uh, I, I'm, I'm looking on Reddit, and uh, people are hating Sammy Guevara so bad that somebody hacked his fucking Twitter. <laughs> oh no! Oh what, what did they? What did they do with it? The keys to the kingdom. They're posting P, like uh, PS5 giveaway spam. <laughs> Are you sure? Like he didn't just get hacked by like a bot proper? You know what I mean? That seems yeah, too pro- like maybe. I don't know. Come he, on, dude. Like, if you get into his account, well, you need no, to. Listen, listen. You need to have so, someone with a funny shit. Here's, no, here's the thing. If you interact with this account when 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 somebody's doing this or click on the links, they can snatch your IP or snatch or they can fucking like snatch something and they can do something malicious to you. So that's why whoever's hacking is doing this. Imagine if like he did this and like fucking, uh, you know, Roman Reigns is like, what the fuck is going on? Like, oh, like somebody, I know Sammy and he clicks on the Roman fucking link. Reigns. Yeah, I'm just like giving an example and he gets fucking hacked too. Like that's this, that's the kind of trap that's being laid right oh there. My God. Uh, I don't know if he got it back. I just saw that on Reddit. But <laughs> anyway, <So> sorry. <laughs> so we have a Chicago street fight next, right? 
And yeah. the crux of this is is David Finley and um, oh fuck, is it who who is who is he fucking like feuding with Look, here? This match was boring. Skip it if you watch the show. <laughs> Please, yeah, I, I I took that advice. Yeah, this is treated as like kind shit. of a blow off between Jonah and David Finley. That's who it was. Jonah, it's awful. Okay, the Jonah's, only thing with, with that said, Jonah is better than I remember him being in WWE. In yeah, here, the Shillelagh gets broken it's out. Yeah. It's fucking whatever. The, the the thing that I'll remember from this match is Robinson uncorks a, a real ass fire extinguisher with that nasty ass dust shit, and it's <laughs> everywhere over the arena. And I've been in a room where one of those got set off accidentally. And it is really uncomfortable. So this, for the, the rest wrong of, kind of fire extinguisher. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't one of those like bullshit little like um, CO two ones that you see on on WWE that is straight up gimmicked. This is a real fire extinguisher that shoots out that fucking flame retardant powder. And dude, it's everywhere of the arena. Like fans were breathing <laughs> that shit in. They were tracking it around for the rest of the fucking show. Just nasty. Ugh, I'm glad I wasn't yeah. there for that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the funniest That's... spot. Uh, fucking Brody King puts a fucking trash can over. Ah, uh, fuck. I think it might have been Shane Haste. Oh yeah, and chops Shane. it and like chops the. Uh, this was really <laughs> stupid. He like chops it. It's like you're gonna like, put armor on him and then chop it, chop it, and, and then, then so he sells he a second late. Like he waits, so he takes a chop, waits a beat, and then flips himself upside yeah. down on his head, dude. It was yeah, so funny. De- yeah, a delayed bump that just did not make sense. It was like a whole Jeez, flip. So bump. stupid. Oh my. There ended up God. being like Finley took takes a nasty chair shot to the forehead and a couple nasty Please. kendo spots, but whatever. Please, I'm getting on my be- hands and knees and begging to skip the rest of this match so I can move on. Yeah. Uh, before the next match, though, I did think this was funny. They they show like the English commentary, like you know what they're like saying and whatnot. But we were watching the Japanese feed, or at least I was at this point. So the Japanese is just talking over like Kevin Kelly. Like I have no idea what he's yeah, saying. You but it was really hear, yeah, like you can barely hear. Yeah, you can hear over him. Yeah, and you can hit. You can hear fucking Kevin Kelly really faintly in the back of the background yeah. for the rest of the show. Like you can hear him talking. Yeah, <laughs> it was just a funny spot oh, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, uh, but the next match was Jay White versus uh, mystery opponent. Shuta? Yeah, it was a mystery Human? opponent. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Like good fucking debut. Uh, it turns out to be um, Shota Amino. Uh, they even get the rub from Mox. Mox introduces him, says, "Go get him, Shooter." That was great. And he comes, comes out, out looking great. Sh- yeah. in a jacket comes out fresh, fresh, freshly off of his fucking excursion. He's here. This is his real debut. He's got his jacket, and he is known as Shooter Shota Amino. Awesome. The jacket was really cool. Yeah. The jacket Pants. is the best thing. <laughs> the jacket is the best thing at this point about Shota Amino. Right. Because uh, he, ma- he, he, um, I don't think he's, I think he's not. The story not of this was match. Good. You didn't think he was good in the match? No. I thought the he story was really? of this match, I think, in kayfabe and like in reality, is that he is not on Jay Lethal's level. Or Jay, Jay White's Jay Lethal. Well, no. Jay White. He's not on Jay Lethal's level either. But, uh, of course not. not it, it just, I, I thought it was good though. I thought they did a good, like, people were behind it. It was a, it was a good. I thought he did a good I, match. He was I doing thought, a good job yeah. of selling as a babyface. Like I thought it was good. I thought everything until the match started was good. Like I liked the I liked you know the introduction and everything. I thought he looked really. Cool. I just don't think he's really there. Like he felt he still felt a little well, green. He still felt a little green. I don't I don't even mean like he's not Jay White's level. I don't, I just was bored in general by him really you thought so yeah. i thought he was I, I very hated good. i hated to think that man because i was ready yeah. to, i was ready to love on this guy okay I really, I really was man i just 
I don't think that he showed us anything here at all other than like I, I thought know. he did a good job. I thought he sold really Andy's well. Getting, I mean, Andy's in a match with Jay White, who you know we know can carry people, and I thought this match was you know pretty lackluster. Really, I like. I, yeah, I don't. I, I, I don't think it was designed to make him look as good as maybe he could have. I agree. With I don't that. know. I mean. I, I love this match. I thought it was good. I thought I loved that he was selling. Like I, I feel like he was meant to get a lot of sympathy here. So you probably weren't going to see a lot of see him bust out a lot of stuff. No, that's um, and that was okay. And I figured and, I figured Jay White would control most of the match. And I just thought he was okay at right. selling. And I just mm-hmm. I thought what he did do like looked a little sloppy at times. He fucked up a bridge pretty bad. And uh, he's just not there. Uh, in my, he's not I, there in my opinion. Send him back to Rev Pro. Yeah, maybe he's not. Maybe he's not there. But I thought he was really good. I mean, we're just gonna agree disagree about that, I guess. But I thought he was good. I honestly thought like like he's not better than Master Watto. Oh come on, dude! No, Give me I, a fucking break, dude. Just, just, he's so I much think, better than I, Master I think he's, Watto. I think I'm, I'm just Are you saying. kidding me? Okay. okay. Are you fucking? Yeah. You're fucking. That, that was... This is a troll now. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me, dude? That's a bit. That's a bit extreme. I don't think because I don't think Watto is terrible, and I don't think Shota's terrible. I just think that they're not ready, and I don't think they should have debuted Watto yet. As give me a fu- okay, give me a fucking break, dude. Watto. I just don't think. I just don't think in this match he showed me okay. much more than than well. Master Watto has shown me. To be honest. All right. So what's next? I'm serious. Like Watto, dude. Watto. But like, I mean, come like, on, dude. Dude, he fucked. He he's fucking up bridges. Like he's off time. He doesn't. He doesn't mm. look good. He's got a cool gimmick. He's gets. He gets the rub from Mox. Like Watto doesn't get any of that shit. And I think that uh, I honestly know, I th- think, I think that they're pretty much at the same level. I mean, yeah, Watto wait, looks. Well, okay, Watto okay, looks goofier. Uh, okay, I guess you said you're way note. in EOD. What? What? Like Watto? My I think my my last uh like what I'll say about it is. <laughs> I don't want to totally say you've convinced me that Master Watto is better, but like I will Master say, Watto has a stupid that's... gimmick, and he looks stupid. But I'm talking about actual like he... ability. <laughs> no, I think just... I think you know what this is. It's you know I don't you know hate it for us to go into like a Cody rant, but this reminds me of like the debate that you had about like Cody, where it's like presentation matters yeah. and stuff like that. I feel like that's 100 percent the difference between agree um, him and Master Watto is that he has that presentation he has a good look yeah what he's about the what about the rub. in-ring what about the in-ring match did you think do you think he's not do you think Watto is better in the ring than he is i haven't seen to be fair i haven't seen like a any Watto match okay I was all like, right oh well, this was like memorable we'll so we'll see we'll see what the future holds then because yeah. that's a fucking wild <laughs> statement to me so we'll I, again and, and i think you're saying that because of presentation again because what, man, like, he's got he looks cool like shooter looks fucking cool shooter and he had that has that history with Mox where, you know, Mox beats the yeah. fuck out of him and okay. drags him to the back. And that was cool. And I liked I liked all of that. And I was ready to really like Listener, this guy. And then okay. the match, he was just kind of... Like I said, we're not... Mediocre. Well, we're just, let's, we'll see. Are we really going to tell the listeners to watch a uh, no, Master I'm saying, No, match? I'm saying, like, listeners, watch watch this match. Tell us what you thought about Shota Amino. What do you think? Like, I want to I want to know what, what the listeners think, because this is such a wild... Davey and I usually agree on wrestling. <laughs> this is not one of those times what okay real quick what about Watto sucks other than his look like what is it what is he doing no what is he doing in the ring that, that I thought that he was so a really that... good I thought he was a really good underdog baby face uh and and he 
he has all the fundamentals there. Like he was never going to be on the same level as Jay White coming out the gate, and neither was Jay White when he wrestled Tanahashi. So I don't think he quite has all the fundamentals down. That's my point. No, no, of course you won't qualify that by saying what's wrong with Wado, other than his look and his gimmick. Bro, come on, dude. Really? No, let's have it. What's what's wrong? (laughs) Come on, dude. Okay, let's move on to the next. What's wrong with him? That's right with Umino. Please, please let us move on. All right. Um, Master Wado's third oh grade teacher told me. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> All right, uh, Ishii versus Midoru Suzuki. Uh this was, in my opinion, like if on paper, this is exactly what you would expect and you got it this is their best and that's match. a good match this is their best match I, I i've know. seen I, i've i think i've seen all of their matches i think this is their best one it's either this i haven't seen any of it's them either this, this or the g1 match from 2020 i really liked that too i in fact that one was my, good too but this one's this one was better for my, sure my first net reaction was that one was a little bit better and i didn't think it was too much different than this it's not that much different but this one was better i didn't rewatch it since then so i don't i can't comment on whether or not there were any callbacks and maybe that also better crowd too. So, I was gonna say that. I think the crowd might have helped. Uh, yeah, also. I'll yeah. give you that. This was I'll give you that. this match fucking ruled, ruled, man. Fuck, it was so good. It was really good. It was what I expected, and and nothing more. But with with that said, what I expected was pretty. But pretty is high. Ishii really better than Master Wano? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Ishii, we can say is better, yeah. better than Master Wato and Shooter. Oh my God. This was great. I mean, this was good. It this was really. This was the match that for sure it was like, okay, these guys know that I paid 20 bucks. <laughs> these guys know that yeah. I paid 20 this, bucks and like I'm getting my this money. This was the match. Uh, this was the best match of the show for sure. I don't know. It was the main event. I thought the main thought, event was yeah. the main event was very awesome too. Don't get me wrong, but there's there's a there's a feature in the main event that might make yeah it that, that, that yeah we'll, exactly. We'll there's yeah. just one um, little thing, but uh. Yeah, I mean, the story of this, Ishii wins, and Eddie Kingston comes out to challenge him, make some cool references to his trainers and whatnot, because yeah. Eddie's a big New Japan, All Japan. Ricky Joshu and fucking Japan, Tenu, yeah. Good guy, like yeah. guy, so. Yeah, this was awesome. Like, fucking hell yeah, we're going to get Ishii versus Eddie Kingston. Like, you don't like in, that, you're uh, not a wrestling next fan. month in D.C., Oh, He's, yeah. He said something to the effect of, you live and breathe strong style, and I walk the king's road. And he got a huge reaction from the crowd. And uh, that yeah, that's going to be at the DC show. When, do we have the date on that? I think it was like May 14th or Ooh, something like hell that. Hell yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited. Less than a month. Let's go. Can't wait. Cannot fucking wait for that. Now Sorry. for the main event, John Moxley versus Will Ospreay. Yeah, so I thought this was really good. Uh, starts off really intense. They fight in the crowd. Um, Osprey has most of the advantage. There's a few, you know, throwbacks to different stuff. Mox does a curb stomp. Osprey kicks out and flips some middle fingers. Clearly, you know, a shout out or to uh, Seth Rollins and his long Twitter feud with Will Osprey. Uh, the main problem I have is the finish. Right. Well, before we get to that, like, so I thought this match was way better than I expected it to be. Uh, to be, I think Mox is fine, but to be completely honest, I did not think he was going to be able to hang with Will Osprey, and he did. I had faith. He did. This match fucking ruled. Um, it was. It had a great story. It was. I was invested. It was good from pretty much start to finish, except for the finish itself. Um, what the fuck happened before we get to the finish? What What did you think of this match, Dave? This is obviously like a marquee, big time main event. Mm-hmm. They did some build for it. They did enough. Oh, there's another issue actually with this match. Oh, oh yeah, the technical issues. You had technical problems. 
Yes. Yeah, like it's straight up like skipped. Like they were in the middle of the ring, and then all of a sudden, uh, the pay the you know the pay per view that Davey had paid for, um, because I was watching with him at this point, uh, it literally skipped. I I don't know how long, but it skipped. They were in the middle of the ring, and then all of a sudden they were on the apron. I did not have this pro. I did this. Not, this did not happen on my feed. Again, and and we don't know if we missed five seconds or five minutes. I did watch it post, so maybe they fixed it. Um, this was post too. Okay. Yeah, I was weird. watching the replay. Yeah, I, yeah. I did not. I did not have that problem. I, that did not happen for me. Okay. Yeah. So that kind of sucked. But yeah, this is obviously a, a marquee matchup. I thought it delivered. It wasn't maybe on the level of um, Osprey and ZSJ from recent, and it wasn't on the level of Biff and Mox from recent. And granted, that was a short match in a different setting, but. I still thought it was excellent, just a notch below those matches I just mentioned. You know, the, as shit as the final was, it sets up a rematch in the future. And I'll say this, like, Doc and I re- rewound that, like, kick out at, for, for the, the yeah. three count or whatever. He clearly kicked out. Like, let's talk about the finish. He- it's like a, yeah, so he... He hits two Death Riders. It's like a 2.99. I don't even know. And it's hard. It's out. honestly, it's, dude, it's, we, we, okay, we watched it back and in slow-mo and dude, we went back 10 yeah. times. It couldn't have been more perfect. Will kicks out at the most perfect moment for controversy. It's yeah. almost like, it's almost like dead even, mm-hmm. but, but maybe like 2.99, like he said, like he kicks out and you really can't, it's, it's so close. The ref, like you can't tell if the ref is hand is touching or if that's just his shadow and you can't tell if will's shoulder is slightly up or if it's just the shadow like it's that good like it's fucking spot on the timing was incredible and we went back and watched i was like okay dude let's Mm -hmm. be marks and let's see like if he really kicked out like if (laughs) if this was a a sporting event and they had gone to instant replay they would have had to have stuck with you know typically the the law in sports when you go to instant replay is like if you can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt with the footage you're looking at that it should be overturned. You got to go with the call on the field or on the court or whatever. And in this case, it would have they would have had to stick with like the three count because you really couldn't tell it was that fucking well, close. Well, I, I don't. But my I biggest like, issue, I felt like they had another. Like, sorry, before you go here, I feel like they had there was another thing that they had planned because um, obviously he went into the fucking uh, sleeper and then Will ended up tapping yeah. out. But also, like this was the only match on the card where they started announcing the time limit. So I thought I was like, okay, this is going to a time limit draw. Mm. Were they planning on doing a time mm. limit draw at some point? And then he kicked out and like there was just like the ref fucked up. So they just ran with it. What the fuck happened no, here? I 100% think this was worked. We had the, you had the recent finish in the, uh, in the will. Uh, what match was that? That he like tapped out, didn't tap out where he was like. Um, was, ZSJ, Will okay. ZSJ and the. Uh, so they did that finish there with a controversial finish. Like, oh, no, I wasn't tapping. I was trying to knock his hand off me or whatever. I think that's just what they did here. So there's a story yeah, except going like here. My biggest issue is that like he immediately moves into the choke and he starts tapping out. So yeah. it's like. Why would he have done it, it that? Just, yeah. Yeah. It just. And then like commentary was trying to put it over like. Oh, well, he's like tapping because of the bell. I'm like, who the fuck taps at the bell? Yeah, at that point, like tapping out doesn't get you anything. It was weird. It's the match is still worth watching because the match is fantastic. It's uh, it's absolutely something to see. You didn't, yeah. you know, you never thought you'd get to see Osprey versus fucking Mox uh, in this setting, and it was fucking excellent. The finish was weird, but maybe it was by it was like that by design. They're obviously setting it's to up to protect uh, Will or set up a in rematch. The future. Yeah, and um, yeah, this well, they both have well, at least uh. 
Osprey has a match against Tanahashi, right? And Mox has been calling him out. Yeah. He's yeah. resumed with calling him out. He calls yeah. him out after the match in a spectacular way. <laughs> it was it was really fucking cool, actually. He's talked some real shit to him. Yeah, and... Um, he said he's going to, uh, since he's ducking him, that he's going to have to drag him by his stupid fucking ponytail <laughs> to, <laughs> to DC or whatever. So apparently that match is happening at DC? Are there... I guess so. Know, it seems like they're building a big show for DC. Um, fuck, like either DC or this this uh this rumored uh New Japan fucking AEW show that is rumored to be in June. So that might be the quote unquote big announcement for Dynamite on Wednesday. That's what, yeah, that's what people are saying. G one, which big American names are we gonna get in the G one this year? I mean, if travel yeah. restrictions aren't as bad, yeah. I think we're gonna they're gonna have everybody they want. Okay, so, but they can only have what twenty guys or whatever. I hope obviously. they put. I hope they end up putting somebody like Tom Lawler in there too. You know, he's a prominent name and strong. Yeah, that'd be cool. And it'd be cool to start seeing that. Like I said, this felt like a return to form for New Japan for me. Uh, and and I would like to see them start integrating some more of these uh, upper echelon New Japan strong guys in their main Japan shows and also the actual Japan. Like, yeah, I want to see a very seamless. Um, yeah, like like back and forth with talent Agreed. between the two main yeah. the two shows, and I think this was the start of that. And I uh, I liked this show. It was just the undercard had some some problems for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I know I joked that you know that your perspective was like drug induced or whatever, but I mean, I, I it was a good show. It wasn't. Uh, I don't think it was amazing. Mm-hmm. It wasn't necessarily a marquee show, but it was. You know, there, it was definitely some good. It moments, was. Pro- I probably yeah, enjoyed like it. Some undercard was a little weird. I probably enjoyed it way more than than like I normally would have. Like I said, it was exciting for me to feel the way I did about it. Yeah. Uh, with it, feel like I, I, I've missed. I've missed pure New Japan. Like I've, yeah. I've missed the New Japan feel with a, New with Japan. a crowd. We had a crowd cheering. We had a crowd. Yeah. yeah. I missed it. I miss seeing New Japan this way. And uh, what about but, you, Doc? Who who do you think might uh, show up in the G One this year from from the states and and not just limited to strong guys, but guys that um, maybe they have a working relationship with, which would be like yeah, that's what I was. You know, that's what I was going to ask. Like, I mean, I would I would love to see. Yeah, yeah, that's the name. That is yeah. the fucking he name. Too. He said that, that he wanted name. to do it. Yeah, and he really yeah. hasn't. Has he done anything outside of AEW since he left? Uh, no, WWE? not at all. He hasn't taken any bookings. He didn't show up in Dallas at all. <clears throat> um, no. So what if they did, dude? What if they did an America? What if they did the A and B bracket, but the A bracket was Japan and the fucking B bracket was United States? Honestly, that'd be a great idea. That'd be insane. And if they did have this partnership with AEW. Then they had like American matches. They could probably even do some G one matches or like uh, G one qualifiers or something like that on AEW TV. That'd that would be, be that would be so cool. You're right, man. And and then have go. a and then Holy have shit. Yeah, obviously have the the final um, happen probably in Japan. But it is exciting to think about the future of uh, of New Japan right now. It really um, is. As long as it's not Hikuleo. Yeah. <laughs> There's only, you know what, with, with COVID going on and having been, you know, hitting Japan and them taking it way more seriously than we did as a country, let's face it. Yeah. There's uh, there's nowhere to go but up unless, like we said before in another episode, unless there's another fucking shitty variant or something. So that doesn't happen. Like there's nowhere to go but up. And if uh, this AEW working relationship is happening, um, working relationship is happening, we are going to get some cool shit at this DC show, I think. And I hope mm-hmm. that leads into something incredible for the G. If that show is in June, as it's rumored, 
this is this show is going to be big and it's also going to be a big setup for that June show. And don't get me wrong, I don't want a bunch of fucking AEW wrestlers in the G1, but one or two and one if it's Danielson is fucking good with me and then yeah, some of the high profile. I want Jay White back in it for sure. And uh some of the high profile strong guys like a Lawler in there would be really cool. So I'm excited. Fuck yeah. Imagine Kratos being in that fucking like uh bad luck that, fall a yeah, spot. That fall a spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be cool. I yeah, agree, that man. spoiler spot, yeah. fucking killing people at, and ruining their fucking G one, but like not winning the G one. That'd be some good shit. Anyways, what a week, guys, man. Yeah, what a week. What, it's yeah. been it's been cool. Yeah. Um did good we get any week. questions? We did get some questions. They're very uh silly questions, but we did get some questions. Do we want to take them? <laughs> up to you uh, i don't know sure. how silly Let's they are all right guys uh, Check it out. Yeah. all right all right so we've got comrade bard oh this one's okay comrade bard asks which wrestlers would you want fighting on the side of good in the secret wars and oh who would God. make for their great allies and adversaries be they marvel characters or real real people oh my god i don't know dude <laughs> can it be secret wars too I don't know, dude. Uh, fucking Jesus Christ. Master Watto. Maybe the more interesting twist on this would be if we uh, took the other side. Like, who? Which wrestlers are actually aliens? Like, who are or who are their counterparts? Like, like would Orange Cassidy be like a Spider-Man type? I don't fucking know. He's gonna be like wear, wear the fucking symbiote jeans. Oh God, damn oh it, dude! God. I hate this. Could you? <laughs> could you imagine? Fuck you, Joey. Jesus. <laughs> that's how. That's how he. Or he's got to get the symbiote because his like arms broken, so he's got to you know rebuild his body. Yeah. With Ricky oh, Starks would be Carnage. I'm pretty sure, dude. Hey, dude, we, Carnage. Dude, we well, took, Carnage wasn't oh in the God. Secret Wars. So. I know. I know. I know. But dude, <laughs> um, fucking, we. I just wanted to get that in because we took Carmilla to a little carnival and like this fucking Honda that was all tricked out and shit and with carnage decals all over oh, the oh my god <laughs> and it had a vanity license plate that was like carnage one or two it was so funny. what about oh my god what about people that make their whole personality like a batman or spider-man villain <laughs> like venom oh or joker god, dude yeah oh, <laughs> they just like buy yeah, every joker of... thing they see like oh my god um oh, okay so and and then we got one more question uh, from Natasha X Kirsten, uh, <laughs> if you had to lick any male wrestler's toes, who would you choose? Okay, Dalton Castle. Next. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, let's uh, just go with that. May your week be full of mini monster pops. Catch you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>